There's the hook. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the city of Corvosa, the Varician jewel of the coast. Some naysayers have been magnanimar by call little Shelly X. <laughs> it might be kind of right. Sure, the city's only been independent for a century at best. <laughs> top in, top it out about a hundred years. They're trying their best. But the city's been there. Did you, Did you break, break my hook it? in half? What is that hook certainly me? Playing, I am playing a fighter and I have strength I do not recognize. Two Look, years and you do That was our shuffleboard stick for moving minis for literally two years of Age of Ashes and you held it for eight <laughs> seconds and you broke it. <laughs> it's this is why we can't have dice things. I can't trust you with anything. I didn't even put any pressure on it. Don't give him- This is why the intro music is how it is. I know what we're about. <laughs> Let me draw a card before I forget. TNT DMD. You can forget. I'd like a third. Ooh, okay. This song is a little spicy. Oh, so there's okay. the automatic crate card. There's some, there's some useful oh, powers in here. Would you like... I'm going to quick, because this is new. Quick poll. We're doing these blind. The players aren't allowed to show each other their cards. Um, they are allowed to blind trade cards one for one with each other if they get one that's kind of hard to use. And I have one that's like, yeah, some of you might not ever find a use for this. Um, but they've all got names. We want to share the name of the card and nothing else. That no, would I'm down with that. I'm yeah, down when with you that. draw it, you say the name and read it to yourself. But you say the name to everybody. I think that's a good idea. That, that sounds good. So the first two I drew were impossible shot. Hmm. I want hmm. that. Give it to me right now. misdirected <laughs> attack. Hmm. And oh. I just drew reverse strike. Oh, that sounds Can lovely. Can we trade cards with you? Is that where you punch yourself in the face? I would be willing to blind trade with you. Do you trust me to give you impossible shot? I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I could also be a part of the blind trading experience if you that trust your friendly awesome. GM. Bitter hmm. choice. Anyway, I, I think that's a great idea. We'll read just the name. You get a little hint, a little inkling of the, what, of the doom that will be powers. <laughs> Ooh, here's an idea. If we get a card we can't use and we've traded it to someone and we still feel we can't use it, we trade it with you. Well, don't screw your friends. Don't give your friend yeah. a card to use. Because <laughs> then you get to choose what you get us. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so excited about these cards. These are actually super neat. Corvosa is a large and sprawling metropolis. And uh, Sirenscape has got some good sounds for that in their sound set here. But our story begins on a toil day, much like any other. Uh, it's a bit blustery outside, though the sun is mostly shining. Uh, but here in the early fall, up in the Varician Highlands, it starts to get relatively chilly. It is somewhat far north. And here down by the coast, the western side of Avistan, it can get colder faster than most. Now, one of many of the tens of thousands of residents of Corvosa is going about their day this afternoon is none other than this fine gentleman here. Uh, why don't you start by introducing yourself as the person, not the character. Me. You. Not that. Yeah. You here playing the game? Who are you? I am Derp Derp Tato, uh, 
Malachite aficionado. Hi, <laughs> I say bad puns and make people laugh. So what are you up to this fine 12 afternoon? It's about uh, maybe a little past noon, not quite an hour. Sun's still near its zenith. How's your day? Well, I reckon about midday you'd find me probably in a tree stand, maybe bringing back a catch of the day. Just depends on how lucky I was. So you're a little ways outside of uh, yeah. the walls of Clarosa itself, and uh, much of Varicia is uh, steppes and highlands, mostly unsettled. There's three primary city-states that sort of govern themselves, as you know, city-states are wont to do, given the title, uh, throughout the region. And there are, of course, minor settlements sort of spread between them, but they are somewhat few and far between. Uh, not too far outside the walls of Corvosa, you would immediately have the land give way to trees and wilderness, so you wouldn't have to travel terribly far. Most of the trade, imports, and exports of the city go by sea. Um, so, well, how has your day gone, my friend? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a bit of an unlucky day, honestly. Not too much seen, some small deer, uh, Nothing really worth even bargaining at, honestly. But, I don't know. It's getting a bit nippy. It might be time to head on home early. It's like 12.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, but it's <laughs> starting to get cold, you That's fair. It's and five o'clock somewhere. The season is starting to get that way, for sure. Uh, so, as you're out here hunting, uh, who are you? What is your... Are you like a bow? You got a... Well... Giant been... archivist? <laughs> there's more than one of us. Okay, you got a team. I bring the big gun in case there's something like a bear, something maybe a little bigger. It's not exactly a safe woods out here. It's not. And uh, that's not a joke. We live on Galarian. Outside and see a manticore. <laughs> purple worms. Purple I don't know, worms. Purple yeah. worm on the surface. Something has gone catastrophically wrong in Cobbler. But. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't be Having first time. a member along with the party with a bigger gun is not exactly uncommon. So you're not really, you're almost the protection more than directly hunting. I don't think you're going to shoot a deer with a, what is it that you have? That's an Archivus. <laughs> Giant Archivus. Uh, you could. <laughs> What's an Archivus exactly? <clears throat> an Archivus is a anti-siege weapon mounted on <laughs> castle turrets and um, crinolaries, <laughs> typically mounted on a tripod, but... If one is fortuitous and strong enough, you can put it in your hands and shoot it and not fall down. Why? You have a cannon. I have a small cannon. <laughs> Boom. Uh. Go get some, Manticore. <laughs> it's Galarian. No, it's not. It's not a, the worst of ideas, to be sure. You could shoot a deer with it. <laughs> I don't know if there'd be a deer left. Is, is it shooting or deleting? Deleting. You can deleting. Re reduce deleting. the number of deer that exist by one. <laughs> um, like, maybe two. Maybe, I was going to say maybe two. <laughs> yeah, say it. There's another deer behind that one. <laughs> I have a sniper, sir. That's a howitzer. <laughs> it has the same effect. <laughs> well, unfortunately, not a terribly great day of hunting. I'm sure you got some things to gather. Yeah, you. Planning to stay out here for some amount of a long haul. I imagine you got a pack nearby. <laughs> uh, as you go to collect your things, uh, you see something small 
Uh, it seems to be caught under the corner of your pack. It's unmissable once you go to pick it up. Uh, laying there uh, near the roots of the berm of the tree where you left it. Uh, and as you pick it up to take a look at the thing, uh, the back of it is fairly plain. It's a relatively large card uh, with a red border, nine bubbles around the outside, and a six-sided sigil in its center. You pick it up, turn it over and see this. You can stare at it silently, or you can share it with class. I was kind of <laughs> looking at it for a second, making sense of what it is. It is an interesting item there, isn't it? it well, it appears to be a gambling grasshopper. Got himself a deck of cards, a peach with a rapier in it, and a little hunk of watermelon, some seeds at his feet. What? Now you're just making stuff That's up. It's not a joke. I... So the, uh, the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna focus on that. It's focused way over here. Um, but well, uh, you, you can see what I'm talking about. The art on the front of the card is a little distracting to be certain. But the back of the card. I had to actually look at it for yeah, a second. It's definitely I was a little like, interesting. What? The back of the card uh, certainly had something added to it. The, the whole of the card is kind of busy. And confusing at first as you just sort of bewildered look this over. Uh, but there's definitely a thickly inked message written on the back. So, uh, next down the line here, who are you? Who, who am I? Who are you? Sit at my table right now. That's a very existential question. I'm I'm Jen. Jen? Yeah. I uh, I sit at this end of the table. I am uh, I'm married to him. Don't have a great amount of online presence, admittedly, so there's not really like a big screen name really linked to Zora, one, two, three, four, JD in the that's, chat, I believe. That's been me since I was like eight and I first discovered the internet. That's how most of us got our screen names. <laughs> I've been squittish since fifth grade, so that is a story mine, as old as. Mine is like three years ago. It's because you are a child. His is like <laughs> Still. three weeks old. I'm pretty. He just got it. I just remade my account, yeah. He's remaking it all in there. But, uh,. Here on this afternoon in Corvosa, what are you doing? What are you about? Uh, Arden, Arden Falkirk. Um, I'm I'm here in town. I was here to uh, help help my uh, my my nephew, my my brother's son. You see, he um he he and I were coming here, and I was supposed to be uh training him uh to be a an an, an architect to learn about. What buildings tell us, because buildings are rocks that have been given a purpose, a live-in purpose, and we were exploring that concept. And he uh, he he went he went missing. He went missing. And now I'm trying to find him because I I can't go back to my brother without his child. Um, and I love him also. And I don't want to get in trouble. Also, I love him. But I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> good kid, good kid. And it's it's my older brother, and uh, he's he's on the council, uh, the Druid Council. And I, I getting him upset is bad. Um, but also my my nephew, he's, he's smart. He's smart, you see. So he uh, he left me messages with his magic in Druidic carved into the parts of buildings on this trail that I've been following, and I've been following it for. Quite a long time, actually. I can't remember the last time I slept or ate or changed clothes. Having a markedly worse day than Reth. Yeah, know, I reckon that might be why there ain't too many deer around. They're smelling something fishy. Well, it is unfortunately a tale that is far from unique. 
within the town of Corvosa, city of Corvosa. I got to get used to that. It's big old city. We're at far from town status here. It is, uh, as many would call it, the wretched hive of scum and villainy. Um, but, 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 but there's a name. He keeps, he keeps marking a name in Druidic over and over and over again. And I, I, I don't know who this man is, but he's, I'm gonna find him and do something. Something. I, 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 I Cross well, that bridge I, when I haven't there. really Plant figured base. it out yet. That's fair. It is a, a difficult situation we put in for sure. Uh, a family member disappearing in a city as large as this one. Uh, fortunately, you have absolutely anything to go on, but for the moment, it, it seems like there's not much more to find. You've exhausted this trail. You've found this name. That's certainly something, but you've no idea what to do with it or how to proceed further. What do you, uh, do you do? He, um, take out his focus. He would begin to call up his magic, and he's gonna try to communicate with the rocks. And they don't usually talk back in any particular way, but he's hoping that today, today will be the day that they begin the communion that he so knows. Where, where are you? You're in town. You're yeah. in the city. You're just talking to some cobblestones here. You're... No, a building. A building. You're talking to a building. Yeah. That makes way more sense. All right. You're... <laughs> this, see, I was thinking rocks. anthropologist. We're more crazy person that literally tries to talk to a building. Yeah, All some, right. Some people talk to trees. That's Galarian. I mean, there's yeah. nothing weirder. I'm saying weirder. Ferris, Ionite, Magnum, Scrum. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I was kind of focusing and trying to funnel this energy into <sighs> a, the corner of a storefront. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Torag, Torag, be with me. Sort of in front of you here on northern uh, northern slope, corner of like Moon and Juniper. You're just sitting here focusing on this magic and some weird looks from passersby uh, who aren't entirely sure if you're just like on drugs. I mean, it's again not entirely common. Shiver is fairly prevalent throughout the city streets. Uh, he'll, but, he'll notice he's getting some attention and just kind of wave in a sort of touristy way. <laughs> You're not from here? Uh, well, he lives in the area, but he only really comes into town when he wants to study something or he's giving a, a lecture or something like that. He just, towns are full of people and people are, they say things and they're not very clear about them and I don't like it. Fair enough. Was well, your focusing Open your eyes, look across this building, its base, its eaves, its cornerstone, trying to find some sort of message, anything it can tell you. And uh, looking around throughout the, uh, you know, just kind of scattered bits of stone and refuse that sort of build up around the sides of buildings on these main streets, and they do clean out several times a day, you see something catch your eye. It's weirdly clean. It, def it looks at first like any other small piece of trash like scrap of parchment maybe. It looks to be the corner of a card. <laughs> Almost stuck in between the cornerstone of the building and the road outside. Stuck just kind of flapping gently in the breeze. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> oh, Torag be blessed. The rocks give me a clue. 
the publican. It. <laughs> These cards have a lot of information it... <laughs> that they just shoot at your eyeball. <laughs> Very detailed art, uh, for sure. It, it is a one-eyed, bald man in a workman's uniform taking beer or ale and kind of throwing it from one glass to another while his friend is passed out or <laughs> sleeping or maybe dead. I... Torag, I don't... I'm not sure what the message is here. I'm not understanding. <laughs> kind of confused as you look at the card, look over the back for maybe some hidden meaning. There's certainly much more direct meaning on the back is there is a message in uh, some kind of surprisingly fine hand, thickly hmm. scripted. Floblin. You probably have an interesting time here in Corvosa, as there is not a terribly sizable non-human population, at least not those of any real repute. <laughs> well, what are you doing? Well, for those who don't know me as a player, um, I'm JT. I am the more appropriately renamed uh, Dr. Emberbeard. Right, the introduction stuff. Good. You, you all know, I was testing you. You passed. <laughs> You're welcome. Plus. He didn't forget it. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't forget that. So. <laughs> I, see, I pay attention sometimes. You, got, you passed the test. Continue. I can't see very well, but I pay attention. <laughs> You're a bold man adding on an entire eye patch to your costume. But... Before it is forgotten, though, I did get a card. Yes. That. Oh, you yeah. did get a card. He did yeah. get a card. Um, We'll get that before we get into the meat and potatoes of your day here. Reth, hunt down a new future of bad puns, smiles, and suffering GMs. Looking forward to this new canonical setting. What is it called? Tuck and roll. Oh, that's <laughs> good for you. It's the sounds <clears throat> fitting. All right, Floblin. <clears throat> well, I sort my morning with uh, a quick little prayer to Lubaiko, my deity. To what now? Lubaiko. Lubaiko. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. I can't really speak uh, common very well. But what I, is it? It's the uh, Mwangi deity of uh, goddess, I believe, uh, of uh, fire and explosions. Of course it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I do my average prayer, you know, totally not lighting garbage on fire and <laughs> screaming obscenities and goblin. Uh, that's, that's normal goblin stuff. Morning penance of setting a pile of trash on fire and screaming obscenities and goblin, you know. They have big obesity, if you will. But after that, you know, I go up the rumblies till I scrimmage around in the alleyways, digging through the trash, trying to find myself something decent to eat. Maybe someone drops a piece of meat and I just happen to pick it up off the ground. It's instantly cooked as soon as I touch it since I'm, you know, part ifrit, yeah. So. Ifrit! Goblin, I... this is a terrible idea. We haven't started yet. <laughs> so, before you ask, you see me for the... I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but please continue. But for viewers, uh, to put it simply, me father was a goblin that got a little too fancy with a fireplace once, and uh, here I am. <laughs> anyway, but uh, besides that, I'm just uh, pretty much trying to stay out of sight of the you know, bloody humans that uh, don't exactly like my kind and uh, just trying to quick get, find a quick meal to eat. I'm not like other goblins, he says, setting fire to a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> He's actively not like other goblins. That's exactly He's what goblins do. On fire, whereas goblins have to choose to make fire. 
It's not his choice. Fire is a choice or a lifestyle. <laughs> That's the difference. Uh, <laughs> certainly a lifestyle. But in here. all in all fairness, here in Corvosa, I keep wanting to say Cantargo. Here in yeah, Corvosa, I almost said it too. They are uh, well, the people who would quite regularly kind of look down upon you for what you are. Maybe rightfully so, given the trash fires. <laughs> but maybe for the reason that the other goblins get looked down upon, and they're the ones that should be upset. He's but, making sure that the firefighters have a job to do. But it was not too long ago that your people were the scavengers and the roaming, fire-starting, murderous tribes of the highlands that were just kind of a, you know, a problem. <laughs> I mean, I try my best not to interfere with other people. I burn, I make sure the fires are away from people and whatnot. I don't want to cause too much trouble. So a, a serious question. What would be more appetizing, charcoal or food? Both. Was this a serious question? Yes, because he's a goblin. Uh, the answer, the proper answer is both. So you're... Living a life on the sidelines here in Cobbler, literally rooting through garbage for food and, you know, combustible materials for your deity. Aye. And uh, shuffling through, you've kind of learned to really sort out the things that'll burn, the things that you can eat, and the things that both or either. Uh, aside from the things that are completely useless to you, like old ruined uh, frying pans, broken bits of furniture, don't like to catch kind of well, damp bits of timbers. You know, I found a really nice leather shoe once. It had a hole in it, but I figured it's still, you know, fun to just nibble on when I get bored. As you're digging through the trash here today, um, you, for a brief moment, glimpse, your usual, just kind of throwaway handbills, flyers, bits of parchment. But kind of double take at it real quick and look at it, because the art on this thing, completely intact and clean, impressively good condition for being at the bottom of a dumpster, Kind of intrigues you. Oh, what's this? It. Yelp. Just <laughs> the reaction everyone's had to look at the card. <laughs> Describe he wasn't it. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe the way you pronounce this in Coleman is the courtesan. <laughs> it's a very, very long necked looking, three eyed, probably goblin creature with a very interesting smirk on. It's skin and a very pale mask and a fancy jewelry and a feather. It's strange. It's very strange indeed. To be certain. It's a it's definitely a bit of a weird one. But looking at that, you can't help but feel like it's got a weird number of parallels. It's on the mask and uh. in front of its left eye. It's a red skinned little possibly goblinoid looking thing. It's you think this may be a long-lost sister? Maybe distant cousin? Not really sure what it is. But looking over at the thing, can you read common? Barely. Well, it definitely <laughs> is in common. Okay. And some of the words stand out to you. Something's definitely been scrawled on the back here. Hmm. Interesting. My fine fellow who sits at my table now who has perhaps brought a character not with the intent to speed run 
character creation. I have armor. He has armor. Look no. at him. On his body. On my body. I'm Jump my character in it. Jump but Tell us who you are, my fine friend. I am Colby, non-GM Owen in the chat, which is a very funny name to me, so I chuckle every time I hear it. Um, I actually, for the longest time, I get that it's non-GMO Owen. Mm -hmm. I thought it was non-GM Owen, like, I finally get to be a player character. Yeah. Um, I thought that's that, what it was. That was me what too. I thought for the longest time, or I refused I, to be I actually thought it was genetically modified organism. That, the GMO, that's what that's I got. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the joke. That is I work, the joke. That's what it is. I, it's not GMO. I work in a produce department, so that, that's the whole joke is that wow. non-GMO one. That is oh, so nerdy. I love it. <laughs> so I got to interrupt again because I got another one. Please don't. He did. Well. He did get another one. <laughs> oh, indeed, from Kaga here. Uh, yeah, feel more. free to tell me. I know we went over the don't interrupt thing immediately before the show. I'm trying to like, get between for, Yeah, get him. It, 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 you're doing good. You're doing good. I looked at the first word of the name because I forgot I was supposed to look at these and immediately put it down. So you're going to read me the name anyway. So I saw no forbidden knowledge. Opportune distraction. Oh, yeah, it's you. You're getting cards that might as well just say derp. Derp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, dude. Opportune distraction and tuck and roll. All right. My All good right. friend, how what are you doing this afternoon in Corvosa? Well, I'm helping out folk. Just trying to find some type of money. I don't have any on me at all. I'm relatively poor. Um, I'm not from Corvosa, so I'm not really used to this big city life either. So it's just little odd ends in here, carrying stuff, helping grandmas with the grocery, you know, things people will give you a couple of copper for. So as you're, uh, how long have you been in Corvosa, by the way? Um, Is it like two, hours or days or weeks? It's been, it's been a few weeks. Okay, so it's, it's been at least some time. You're not like fresh face. You just walked across the North Bridge this morning. Yeah, I've thing. been here way too long. But <laughs> Not a fan? Not a fan. Well, I'm not sure what area of the city you might happen to be in right now, but uh, to an outsider, straying too far from the Midland District uh, could definitely give you some poor impressions. You head too far to the north, up towards uh, Main Shore, Old Corvosa. You're getting into a lot of old, uh, what have now become ghettos. Places that are not nice or safe to walk through. Uh, places where the sun barely touches the streets as the districts almost pile upwards on top of themselves. To a place you've certainly heard the name of at this point, the shingles, they call it. Literally, the, the, the realm above the realm of these interconnected rooftops, passageways, small bridges, uh, connecting higher level shops and apartments to each other. Not even easily accessible from the road below, almost their own bespoke ecosystem. You've probably heard stories of the nests of imps and house drakes and the roaming chokers sometimes seen it up there. actually sounds very terrifying and I avoid the place. This is the best I can. It is a, an interesting place. Well, this particular afternoon, perhaps you would simply be helping a uh, an owner of a local, I can't remember the name of a, what's a rope maker? There's a word for this and I knew it and I forgot it. Oh God, now I knew it and I forgot uh, it. I never knew it. But cleaning out the uh, the front of his, his storefront, the road out in front, cleaning out some of these refuse, trying to uh, make sure nobody's simply loitering or wasting time in front of their store. Now he's going to Google it. You're not allowed to use Google. Look at it. You come back in, the area cleaned up to receive a payment of just a couple copper pieces here. And the shop owner, uh, somewhat middle-aged, old, heavier set, 
balding man with uh, plenty of very thick hair around the back and sides of his head, nearly obscuring the whole bottom it, half of his it, face. It's legit rope maker. It's just rope maker. It's just legit rope maker. It. What am I thinking of then? If it was just rope and there's a lot of weird ones. Cobblers make shoes. Cobblers shoes, yeah, but like I. Like Weavers I, I know there's make weird names for some there was things, one for Farriers, guess... Coopers, or Barrels. I didn't know that. Weaver. Uh, wheeler, uh, uh, let's we're see. We're getting Yeah, sorry. stop you right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to be going. Um, I thought there was one for rope make. I guess just a rope make. It's a storefront, then head inside. Uh, thank, you, thank you for the help. Uh, I appreciate it. It's thank hard to... Thank you for the opportunity. He puts four copper pieces on the counter for you. I get to eat well tonight. Uh, with, a bit of, with, with a bit of a smile. What did you say your name was again? John. John, John. Tiller. Well, if I ever got the coin for it, you're still looking. Uh, you seem like you'd be a fine helping hand around here. That's becoming difficult to hire good help these days. No one wants to work for honest coin no more. Everyone wants to do their own thing. Keep it in their own places. You're the fifth shop clerk to say that to me today. They got people that feel like they're stuck up in the old docks or the narrows, or they're not really willing to put in the smallest amount of effort to work their way out of it. It's like they want to live in a crime-riddled crap hole. <laughs> Can't fix stupid. You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders. Oh. It's either you, you starve or you just work for your money. And starving is not a good option. I heard it's very long and painful. Everyone needs to eat. With the common... Thread that unites all of us, ain't it? Yes, sir. Uh, well, thank the gods for King Aedrid, then, at least keeping some semblance of logic and reason to the city. Holy, the curse ain't taking him too for too long. Anyway, thanks for the help. I ain't keep you. You got things to do, I'm sure, and I got no more work for you. Well, if you need any more help and you see me, just ask. Better working with you, John. Oh, don't forget your bag. Oh, thank you. And as you uh, head down there, you see that uh, going to pull this up, just sort of set atop it, uh, placed there, seemingly purposefully, is a single card uh, laying across the top, and it immediately catches your attention as there is a message written across the back. And you read that over, kind of cock your head and flip it over to see what hell has been left for you here. A walking castle. A walking castle. That it's a walking castle. It looks like it's fighting a bunch of monsters, but it's a walking castle. Okay. Yeah, but it's that, the keep. I mean, that's like the, the <laughs> least <laughs> weird thing we've seen thus far. I mean, it's certainly easier Fair. to describe. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything else, and I would probably be very confused. I turn it upside down. It's an upside down walking castle. It's walking on the sky. <laughs> you just have to make complicate it. <laughs> our last. Player at the end of the table here. If you were to introduce yourself to an audience here on the Paizo channel, Happily, how would happen. you do so? Well, first what I would do is I would check to make sure Derp didn't get any more hero points. I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he still got one slot left. Yeah, slot. yeah. There's still. I'm uh, stacked. I got, I got three. I'm ready to go. Nah, you're ready. You're ready to pile drive us. Here. You give me one more, I get to say another thing that sounds very Derp-like, and everyone's <laughs> like, ooh. Also, you're going to get like gentle touch or something. <laughs> these cars are absurd. There's some gas in here. There's some gas in here. Anyway. So I'm Nick, um, the 84th Haas on the uh, uh, on uh, Twitch, as well as uh, a few other platforms, actually. Uh, 
I also uh, paint our minis. Uh, so I've made, I've, I've started actually posting up videos. Uh, so I've got our minis painted up. Uh, I've been posting them on Twitter and YouTube, uh, which uh, this good man has been nice enough to go Neat. and retweet for me. So, so for, uh, if you had to do, your Twitter is the 84th H, I think, at the 84th I, H. Yeah, I don't know why Twitter did that to me. And I typed toss, but it didn't listen to me. <laughs> it just went, you are there, 84th H now. Or I have... Uh, Linked and retweeted all of them on the at two perception as well. You can find he's got relatively long form content for these painting videos, just kind of a hangout and paint sort of thing. It is on. it is legitimately nice. like just me sitting and painting the mini. There's like no like cut fifteen Having minute cut time. videos or anything. And like that. Uh, unfortunately, we are missing one of them uh, due to the spirit of the holidays, and it got robbed out of our freaking mailbox, yeah. um, which is unfortunate, but. The good news is this actually gives me a great opportunity. We've been using these Hero Forge minis for quite some time, and that's entirely not Hero Forge's fault that a miniature got pilfered. What's actually really funny is they're all in one box, right? It was one shipment. So the guys opened up the box, went through it, and they were like, these are just weird plastic figures, and just threw them back in through the, the box back in our mailbox, and I assume drove off. And I assume one of them just like fell in their car or something. On the contrary, he thought that my character was an absolute hunk and he took him back because he looked just, he looked like the kind of guy that you could take home with and your mother would like and that, you know, could they sit could at your table. They could rethink the decisions that led them to stealing Hero Forge packages exactly. from people's mailboxes mm. on the week before Christmas. Mm. Um, but Hero Forge uh, just replaced it anyway, which is... Really Super cool, cool of Very them, nice, because yeah. I'd say like 100% not their fault that it got stolen out of the mailbox, but they, they just didn't get here quite in time. Uh, so that's pretty cool of them. But how was your day in Corvosa, my good friend? So, Darren, Darren Copperbell, very proud member of the uh, trainees of the Sable Guard, is currently pushing himself up for his 49th push-up, 50th push-up, <laughs> gets to his feet, panting, Runs at a dead sprint, dives into a canal, swims across it, comes out soaking wet while his instructors are screaming at him to go faster. Grabbing a crossbow, fumbling bolts into it with wet hands, trying to hit a target, running across, clambering over an obstacle course before running full sprint and collapsing across the line. Uh, not really much talking involved in all of this, but lots of yelling coming from the other side. Oh, I'm sure. The drill instructor is taking great joy in putting new recruits to their paces here through trainees, making sure that you are up to snuff as the Corvos and Sable Company uh, is known to be somewhat choosy, as they kind of need to be, given their purview. Uh, Marines, to act in all three theaters of combat, land, sea, and hippogriff-mounted air, mm -hmm. which is an impressive thing and surprisingly high in demand. Uh, given the somewhat impressively large imp population in Corvosa. And sometimes they all kind of come together and become a problem. A problem that few outside the Sable Company are really able to easily root out, because if they can just fly away from you, you can't do anything about the cloud of imps over the Midland District. Imagine um, if pigeons were organized. And evil and had magic. They're already they evil. Are <laughs> And had magic. All right, All right. but uh, <laughs> fair you, point. Have you seen the clip of a pigeon swimming? 
How do you come up with these? They like, are incredibly fast. That's on the land, most random area. thing <laughs> anyone could ever say. If you were to like pull that, like, where, where did you get that? Well, Darren is you chasing can... his dream. Dang it! He <laughs> saw those hippogriffs flying over the city in formation. He's like, that's what I want to do. And you know what? God bless him. His his tradesman of a dad said, you know what? If that's what you're passionate about, I'll back you up, son. It's an impressive sight. And as you uh, head over the finish line, there. Your instructor, standing, collapsed on the ground, mercifully gives you maybe five seconds or so before the yelling commences. What, you're just gonna lay there for the rest of the afternoon? On your feet! Say no, sir! It's well, not even English. <laughs> the best I can say for you, Cop Bell, is that there might be some smidgen of improvement. You might have a slightest shadow of hope in your body there. You almost came within a couple inches of the target on some of those shots. Thank you, sir. Darren? You're dismissed. Head back, get your things. It's not for the day. Thank you, sir. If there's anything to be made out of you by all the gods that watch over us, I will find it. Thank you, sir. It's <sighs> kind of trembling from the adrenaline, leaving his body in jumps and spurts, That's gathering his things. That sergeant's going to invent the electron microscope. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> the find is looking about? for it. The find is mentioned. Gonna need an excellent. Oh, I see. Uh, I see what he's going for. Darren's potential. Uh, That's what he's saying. I, I just thought this was dirt just seeing, oh, look, a train, and then no. like ripping it off the no. tracks and I throwing it into yeah. the ditch. And, I, I thought you got it because you were laughing, but no, you, it's just the absurdity. That was of what just I incredulity, said. really. Staggering back to the uh, <laughs> small barracks outside the housing of the Sable Company Marines, their uh, main offices and structure. It's not really a fort, it's more of an office building. They stage much of their operations here within the city off site, those who are currently mobilized. But their trainees come to this small training facility they have off of their main like administrative headquarters here. Uh, and a small barracks off the side where you're able to stay and keep your things while you're on site doing your training. Uh, heading back in, there's never really a great shortage of hopefuls for the Sable Company. It is an incredibly prestigious appointment uh, for those that can get it. But... You would uh, go back to one of the large shared common areas with just a few cots and bunks around the outside of this room and uh, small foot lockers shared between three to four of you at a time at the foot of them. There are a great many more hopefuls than there are those who ever do make it into the Sable Company, whether because they just can't make the qualifications or, well, don't quite have the drive. There's only one other person back in there at this point in the afternoon um, who I don't know if you have nowhere better to go. You have family in town. Yeah. Uh, you would know that he's not really got a whole lot of greater places to hang out and is almost always, if he's not actively training, uh, found here in his cot. Uh, just sort of laying back, arms behind his head, staring at the ceiling. He turns to look at you as you approach. <sighs> what, you're 30 of paces still? Has he ever not? Are getting any better at it? Ask the question. I'm getting across the canal really fast. Well, all got to be good at something. Well, That's... not all of us can spend our time 
counting the cracks in the ceiling. Look, I put my best foot forward and the searchers asked for it. I'll go out there and do my best show. Leave it all on the field, as they say. Uh -huh, at least I hit a target. Good. More half of the time, more or less. <laughs> I'll catch up to you if you want to, but... You can come and haze me where you can shoot where a damn there is. Oh, is that so? I'd like to see you try when you're... I'm too tired to argue with you right now. <laughs> I ain't done the fog a couple weeks, I'm not for sure, but... They ain't taking new numbers. What's the point? Why push yourself so hard when they ain't looking for new, uh, new numbers to fill their ranks? That's the problem. You're thinking with that head of yours. You're too young for that. Think with this. Chase your dream a bit. Think with this. Nah. And he makes somewhat of a rude gesture. <laughs> Down below. <laughs> Why are you even here if it ain't for the end game? Like, I figure if I can get a Sable Company badge on my chest, and if King Adrian can pull himself a pretty wife, not even a third of his age, I can find something here in the city, I. Oh, goodness gracious. The, the, the monarch with all of the money in the entire city can pull a pretty wife. That amazes you, does it? Gives you, you hope for your future. A Sable Company badge does the same thing. You take that into a bar, and you can't take one home at the end of the evening. Something wrong with you, I can't fix. Maybe it's your face. Maybe it's the way the gods made you. Well, you know, well, there is this one girl. Oh! And maybe that's what's keeping me going. Really? Yeah, I'll talk to her once I've got something proper. Well, so. yeah, you got a weight of a king behind you to keep flirting about with attractive artists and performers on the side, well, even though you married a young queen. Well, but, you she's know. no princess, but she's she's got something about her, you know? Just are half the ladies the king's spending his time with off the main, fo main focus, but as you said, he's a king. Does as he pleases. Well, he should get an heir soon. I know he's been on there for a while, but, you know, it's not broken yet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Must have been two, three years since he picked up, um... Miliosa, is it? Yeah. I am bothering the queen's name. He'd think he'd go work off the pot, wouldn't he? You would think. You would think. Entire city's holding its breath. Making it think it might be something to that curse the Crimson Throne, ain't it? I, aside from a hundred years of history? <laughs> hundred years, uh... Grabs for power and familial backstabs. I don't think I'm much a curse, mate. Just man looking for power. Yeah, fits. Hell, if you could take the throne of king, I'd do it, would you not? You can have any woman in the city, mate! See, I knew you could think with your heart or with something not your head. <laughs> he just kind of laughs. He's banged down and is, uh, is caught there. <laughs> we'll get something out of you yet, Darren, last I see to it. Right, right. Well, I'm going to go wash this sweat off. You go ahead and keep holding that bed down like you've been doing. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere under my watch. I promise you that. <laughs> And as you uh, turn to head out to the, uh, there's a, just a group showers and lockers at the end of this barracks that are usable, of course, uh, empty for the time being. So fortunately, you get the whole space to yourself. Uh, but you head in. Before you go to turn the water on, you notice that some uh, some has dropped some on the floor. It looks like it's a pretty nice little card. Maybe you don't want to get terribly messed up. Uh, pick it up. Give it a look. Huh. The dance. Oh, it's a dancer spinning around with uh, orbs or planets spinning about her. Glowing eyes, 
There's Recent tattoos? Look that everyone's had. <laughs> it looks took like, a second. Looks like something my great aunt Maddie might have gone and uh, there it is, might have gone and uh, shown me when I was uh, a little kid. Hmm. Huh. But as you flip it over and look at the back side of the card, there you can see uh, almost seeming have been printed hmm. on here, uh, machined, uh, and blocked and very uh, well-aligned text, much like some of the missives disabled company that Corvus and Guard would pass around, a message on the back. All five of you, as you came across these strange cards, would have read an identical, though uh, possibly differently presented, message across the back of your card. And certainly would have been enough to pique all of your interest. I know what Gadrin has done to you. He has wronged me as well. I know where he dwells. Where he dwells. I cannot strike at him. Come to my home at Three Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadrin must face his fate, and justice must be done. Hmm. Oh. There will no be other druids there. After all this time. That's wonderful. Oh, an opportunity at last. <laughs> Maybe I can finally get out of the city. I can get you, Sham. I can get oh, you back God for him. Damn time somebody put him in his place. Oh, thank God. Sounds like a name that the five of you all very much recognize. Gadrin Lamb. For all five different reasons. <clears throat> for all the things he's done. But making your way back into town, gathering your things, and... Uh, Readying for whatever you might have to face. Climbing out of the dumpster. <laughs> whatever preparations the five of you have, I am sure all of you, well, I don't think one of you is going to say no to a summons like that. Mm-hmm. Opportunity like that. I would think of the group of you. Arden would be the first to arrive. Sounds uh, right. Probably some time before the sun had even set, uh, nervously pacing in the front porch of this uh, home here. It would be easy enough to find, given the address. Uh, so at the southern end of the Midland District, not, not more than a block inward from West Dock. Hmm. It would be a perfectly humble well-kept little home. Uh, this is probably Midland, named as it is, the most cosmopolitan and mixed area of the city, but it's not the run-down old Corvosa. It's not the rich heart of the city that is the Heights. That's the everyman lives, all walks of life. And whoever directed you here, it is a simple, single residential home. One floor, relatively small. Nothing built above or attached to it. Standalone building on the side of the street. No difficulties finding it. Metamorphos. Read aura on the building? Um, you probably can read aura an entire building. I think that's probably the door. beyond the purview of the spell. But the door, as you, Brick like a door. perfectly normal person, <laughs> cast the magic detection cantrips on it. Uh, does not appear to contain uh, radiate any sense of magic or any signature. Uh, you are quite early to the arrival here, but what do you do? 
All right. Let's see. If there's others coming, then I should prepare. I should prepare. Uh, tries to open the door. And as you, as you go to reach for it, uh, it is actually, you, you notice, actually not even latched. It is just very slightly ajar. Um, and the door easily swings open, allowing you to uh, smell a small but warm and comfortable interior. Uh, it's one single, somewhat cozy space. And uh, as you cross the threshold of the door, a fragrant haze of flowers and strong mm. spice hits your nose. Uh, it comes from several sticks of incense, smoldering and wall-mounted burners that look like butterfly-winged elves mounted up inside the door and on the far wall. The light smoke, a little bluish coming off of these, gives the whole of the inside of the house almost a bit of a dreamy feel. The walls are draped with brocaded tapestries, one showing a black skulled beast juggling human hearts, another a pair of angels dancing atop a snow-blasted mountain. The third on the far wall is a tall hooded figure shrouded in mist, holding a flaming sword in a skeletal hand. They're all very strange weirdly detailed and almost kind of reminiscent of the art uh, stylistically of the card you had found uh he'll take uh something uh from one of his uh pockets and he'll kind of wipe it under his nose and then kind of put like almost like a nose plug on uh maybe the incense that these people are using are is making them a little bit you know iffy if they're drawing all this stuff. Maybe they've been smelling the incense for too long. The interesting thing about the inside of this home is you're not confident that's what it is. Uh, the cozy room is almost devoid of furnishings. There's no bed. There's no storage that you can see at all. The only furniture is a single large elliptical table in the center of the room with five seats on the side facing the door and one on the other end. Uh, sat on this table is a basket covered with a blue cloth uh, and a note with a, a small ivory paperweight that looks to be carved like an angel with a wolf's head uh, sat in front of it. But before you can get to that, John also arrives. Uh, outside the door, you can hear somebody inside. Did you shut the door all the way behind you, or...? Uh, probably, because he'd want to hear it open. You would arrive to this home. I just... John actually has a big old crate on his shoulder. He's... I got a... I got a delivery for this place. Um, also where I was supposed to go, too. I asked for directions. They asked me to bring you stuff. Hello, is anyone home? Would you have asked for... If you I... were asking for directions, you're not, you're not from here. Roll me a diplomacy check, sir. We. Um, that is a total of a 19. Uh, with a 19, uh, you would have learned that this uh, address here belongs to Basilia Arialen, uh, someone who is well, not an unknown quantity about Midland, and this is both her home and fortune-telling shop. She is a local Harrow reader. Ooh, interesting. I never had my fortune read before. Um, hello? I, I kind of having a hard time opening the door. Can someone open the door for me? This box is getting very heavy. Um, Arden will kind of crack the door and just you'll just kind of see his eyes and his nose with a nose plug poke through. Are you, are you the 
person who lives here. No, but I was invited. Same, and also have a delivery, just this big old crate. Please. Is there something in the crate? I would assume so. It just kind of jingles around a little Juggles bit. Juggles it a bit. It wouldn't make much of a rattling sound. It would clearly sound like there is something like heavy and soft in there, perhaps. Uh, he'll open the door. Uh, you, um, you have a sword. Also have five javelins, a sickle, a spear, <laughs> and a sack. They're absolutely too. covered in weapons. Covered in weapons. But don't worry, don't worry. They're all, all the sharp bits are covered in leather so no one gets hurt. You make me feel vaguely uncomfortable. So and I... as you say that, Bloblin approaches the building. <laughs> vaguely uncomfortable. <laughs> oh boy, you haven't even seen it yet. Well, I, I approach the door and... Uh, there's, there's two are in the doorway. <laughs> oh. Uh... Hello there. Oh. How you doing? Oh, it's, uh, just a, it's just a fiery goblin. Okay. Wait, it's just a... What? Can you five feet that way? What? Oh. what? You've got a problem with me? Oh, you're on fire. I mean, I'm always on fire. Oh, that's not good. Can I come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come no. in. Come in. Come in. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I, I, I hold up the uh, card here, and uh, uh, I was... I don't know if maybe... One of you two might be able to tell me about this. I was told to come here. He just kind of digs around. Oh, yeah, same. Also, just in a note for the delivery box. I also have a receipt for the box. <laughs> all right. Um, if you all swear to do no evil in these four walls and be good companions, then you can come in. I'm already inside. I, I meant you. <laughs> probably also would just come oh, in, I'm sure. I feel offended. Just because I'm on fire all the time doesn't mean I'm going to burn everything that I'm walking across as there's a small trail of uh, burning embers Little, behind me. Yeah, and the, the floor of this place would be covered by some bright, large, brightly colored overlapping rugs that would sort of have singed little footsteps uh, where Flovlin has walked. A little bit of smoke <laughs> just kind of winding up from his uh, footfalls. I can't turn it off exactly. Just like, <laughs> what do you need? A negative five to track him? <laughs> <laughs> I find what is least likely to burn and take a seat. <laughs> well, there's five basically identical hardwood chairs. And an interesting fact that fantasy role-playing game players often get wrong is that, you know, Worked wood does not just burst into flames when exposed to a match. You would, I'm sure, be well familiar with that at this point, and you would probably be perfectly comfortable sitting in, like, any of the chairs mm -hmm. uh, at the table. Which would be a bit large for you, perhaps, little goblin man, but... I mean, I'm a pretty good climber. Uh, but as the three of you, kind of awkwardly, around uh, the room here... J John, is it? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. As we were saying, um... Who are you? I gave you my name and you never gave me yours. Uh, Arden. Uh, Arden Falkirk. Uh, of the uh, the Order of the Stone. Order of the what? Stone. Stone? Order of the Stone? Yes, like, 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 stone. Oh, like rocks. Exactly. So you're like a mason? That's you, you build houses. cement, which is sand and other things, and mostly water. A brick bricklayer? I suppose if I was feeling very... No, 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 oh, not. Do you make the little things that go between the farm plots to separate off the owners for the strips of land? At that point, um... No. I would think... 
Darren would arrive. Yeah. Never forget your table cam. Darren <laughs> would probably arrive. Rip. Uh, up at the oh, that's truly unfortunate. Oh, the oh, ensemble man. is all set up. Really wanted table cam for this stream. Um, you arrive to the outside of the house, and uh, as you approach the door, you can perhaps hear some voices from inside. Kind of, you can't make out what they're saying, but clearly... Kind of make sure it's looking nice. Yeah, I've got uh, kind of uh, do the quick little sign of the scales. Okay. It's first lead in a while. Let's do it. Son, kind of knock on the door. <sighs> I open the door fully and just... Hi. Hello. And who are you? Uh, I'm I'm Darren. Dar Darren Darren Copperbell. Oh. Good, John, good to meet you. I've got a, I've got an invitation. John Tiller, nice to meet you. John John Tiller. Okay, great, great. Uh, are you are you the host or are you one of the others? Oh, no 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 no. This is also well, good. I got an invitation. Oh, okay okay good. I just figured the host is in here, so I just do her a favor and. Are are you the host? You look so like. So as you, you come in, the two of you that are still uh, sat at the table now would have had a moment to look at the note um, mm -hmm. that was on the table there. Uh, it's a uh, quickly finely penned in the same hand that uh, most of the cards would have uh, clearly been. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. I had to step out for a bit, but shall return shortly. Please have a seat while you wait. The basket on the table contains bread and drink for you. Oh, oh, makes no, oh. not yet. Oh. <laughs> I just look at you and I literally take a wheel of cheese and put it in my fire and it just goes. Oh, he pulls the blanket off of it to reveal like two loaves of bread that were in there. Uh, a half slice and starts pulling and stuff. Yep. Oh, you could have grilled cheese anyway. <laughs> oh, that's four, oh. four of us oh. and five chairs. Oh, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. Did you want some? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, I'm starving. No, uh, not yet. I'll, I'll, I'll take some too. Hold on. You want me to toast it for you? No. <laughs> yeah, I toast it. I don't want to know. <laughs> Under the blanket as well would you, be a, you, a fairly stout, dark bottle of wine. Um, and a uh, almost squared uh, clear bottle of water stoppered with a like a screw on top, almost like a large jar. <laughs> Fastilus chrysalis. Purify food and drink on the wine and the water. Oh, that's I, a little rude. I gotta, yeah, I gotta carb up. up. I got no time for that. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that make wine not alcoholic? It, uh, purify food and drink? What's yeah. purify food and drink do? Um, it essentially, if it was poisoned. Yeah, maybe it, a casserole will check. Okay. We. I mean, I just brought him right through it. That was almost a one. <laughs> you, you poison it by mistake. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be uh, 14. The 14, the wine is now non-alcoholic. Um, and it's just weirdly bitter grape juice. Um, <laughs> but uh, He will drink it not knowing the difference. <laughs> he does this every time. <laughs> He's never tasted alcohol. <laughs> alcohol is poison. By definition. That's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so I, I say it as, you know, a thing that keeps me a little bit uh, fuzzy at night, but, you know... Why do you think it is that we're here? Well, it's set oh, on the besides, card. Besides for the invitation and Mr. Lamb. Why else would we need to be here? Well, this is fine enough reason to get me here. You know what he did to my friend? No, <laughs> because you haven't told me, but I'm assuming you were going to. I, yeah, I guess Oh, I guess that would have been the lead-in, yeah. You lost somebody too? Well, I mean, in a way. I mean, I still know where he is, but we were in the Sable Company together. We joined up together. 
I'm still working through it, but he got into this this shiver stuff that this lamb guy was peddling. Ruined what? him. Your his whole career, his whole life, your, over. Your friend was very cold? No, it's... The drug. How long... Have you ever been... It? How long have you been here? And at, uh, at that point, as the sun is starting to come down, Reth would arrive at the home as well. I... The hunter, knowing what sundown means, and with no <laughs> incredibly stringent sense of punctuality is an assumption that I made. No. <laughs> Would Not probably be the last to arrive. <laughs> just walking in. You just open the door and walk on in. I got a reason to be so here. He got an invite. He opens the door, opens again, and Wrath, giant archivist slung across his back, oh, I assume. Just walking in, looking at the card, close the door behind himself. Is that How's it a, going? Is that a gun? Oh, I you well, I wasn't really sure what I expected from the card, but this is not what I expected. Just hold my card up. Oh. Guess who all invited? Y'all know what sundown I, means, right? Oh, I had to deliver a package. And what's the point in leaving if you're already here? I, I mean, guess. And as my trainers always tell me, if you're on time, you're late. I mean, to be fair, nothing's dark around me. Oh. I, I suppose it is polite <laughs> to shake hands. Hi. Oh, oh, yes, yes, hello, hello. Arden. Uh, uh, Darren. almost reached. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, John. John Tilla. A pleasure. Yeah, Flex show on off. <laughs> I didn't introduce myself. I'm sorry. We could lean back and still shake. Let's I just, guess. I just wave and I'm like, I'm Floblin. Nice yeah. to meet you. Could have put that one together. Floblin. Yeah, Floblin. Disciple of Lubaco. Fire Goblin. That's the name. So, uh, do tell me. Are we the only ones here? Uh, I don't believe any of y'all are the ones that wrote this. Uh, okay. Host left a message. I can't said she had to Be out. I'm not really sure why he would leave me a picture of alcohol and a man passed out and something called the poop the publican publican is that is that like a a, a thing around here do you public would you I like mean, me to read that for you no I can read it just fine I uh, publican so oh like the guy who runs a public house well, What's a public house? Public house, a pub. It's a place where people come together to... Oh, like an inn. No, I, not sleep, to drink and socialize. I, I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask. Are any of you trained in fortune-telling lore? No. 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 You're not automatically? My lore is underworld. That was just a Roshin thing. Oh, I thought that came with the turf. No. Nope. No. All right, fair enough. Fair I could enough. give you crap. Are you trained in occultism? Uh, Chances are no. Nope. Oh. Fair enough. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. Yeah, pub. Like public, public, pub for short for public house. I, I suppose since none of you were poisoned yet, I'll take off this. If you need to know about Was that tanning, I can. <laughs> I, can hey, I can help you with all the farming checks you need. So, who are you, folks? Besides names, it's an odd sort of crazy. Big I'm not gun. Crazy at all. Are you supposed to be a soldier? Eventually. <laughs> Swells with pride. That's the goal. He recognized <laughs> yeah. me. I did it right. You're a little Dressed up right. You're a little scrawny, aren't you? I'm tall for my age. I'm only... <laughs> How tall are you? He's like six two. Yeah. But like... he's like like he's got like he's sixteen, so he's got like that that like scrawny You're kind 16? of thing. Darren's sixteen. Okay. Darren I'm gonna is... kill a child. All right. 
Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, young man, are are you sure that you should? <laughs> young man. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna call somebody young man, Darren's not the bad choice. It's funny. I wasn't expecting that. I I do think that you should. You should stay with us for protection if something he's, has happened to he's you. He's training to be a soldier. I don't see the problem. Yeah, I'm, I, look, I, I, look, I can he's protect kind you. Of just Fish scale armor. Yeah, he's got armor. Oh, he's, he's 16. Rebel. He has a family in town and dreams and aspirations. Oh, he's absolutely going to die. <laughs> oh, no. How many oh, red flags? No. <laughs> How many red flags? He literally just made a character out of red flags. Just I mean, shaped like a person. I was, considering making, I was considering making an old guy who was a week from retirement, but <laughs> that would also yeah. be full of red flags. Yeah. yeah. It's the. the he's got a family and a future. <laughs> Even a has father a who's interest. proud of me. Even <laughs> has a love interest. He's got loving parents and a love interest. Don't worry, I'll I'll I'll, I'll work out the courage to confess. He's either gonna die or to kick off a shonen anime. I'm not sure which. <laughs> the moment before he confesses, that's when it happens. Oh, geez. he's gonna confess her either tomorrow. Either she dies or he dies right at that moment. Yep, one of them. Uh, actually, I'm quite capable. Uh, I, d my my instructors give me a heck of a time, but uh, no, I actually um, I'm I'm the top half of my class. I haven't washed out yet. Don't oh. worry, I can do this. Oh my god, you remind me so much of Colin. I thought you were gonna say a puppy. Is is he in the army too? I had a puppy once. No, oh. Colin's my nephew. Oh, is he in the army too? <laughs> <laughs> the dynamics can get, emerge. Do you Ignore Floblin. Continue conversation. You, you do know that there are other careers aside from being in the army, don't you? Oh yeah, of course. No, my dad's—he's uh, a, uh, a coppersmith. Oh, uh, we are uh, stone masons uh, by trade. Oh uh, sure, lots of those. Also, uh, we are both uh, of the druid orders. Not so many of those. Well, tell me, what in the hell does a guard in training or a soldier? And a druid. stonemason, a, a druid. What, what in the hell are we doing here? We got invitations. I got invited. We, I understand the invitations, but... I don't understand why this is complicated for well, you. Was We're here you because we Mr. hate Ram? him. No, I know his name, and I know what he did to my friend. I think we all know his name and what they did to what he did to well, us. Well, what did he do to... What, I know what he did to me, and I he think I shared him. it with everybody. I mean... Those damn drugs he's been pushing out killed him. Drugs are not evil. A, not a single person's done a thing about it. Oh. Got the invitation with the name attached. About damn time someone put him in his place. We what should, is your name? We should bring him to I'm justice. Rith, I will help you. I will help you avenge your friend and kill this poisoner. Oh, trust me. Well, I definitely him. have a reason to kill I this guy. I want to put him to justice. <laughs> yeah. Possibly put a bullet in his leg or something. Well, I want to put him to justice. Agreed. We should let the courts handle this. Uh, the, look. the what? Courts? <laughs> so... Well, tell me look, Abadar is very clear on this. It, it, everyone in the society has a station that they can handle. This man is beneath the guards because the guards have said so. But when we come together... <laughs> they asked, I asked them and they told me that. And they told me that. <laughs> and I went and I talked to the vicar and the vicar told me this is how this works. And so this... But, but this is an opportunity for us to come together. Abadar has provided an opportunity. We can bring him to justice ourselves. I'm fine with bringing him to whatever you want to bring him to as long as he's not kidnapping young children anymore. Kidnapping that, That's the goal, that's, yeah. Ow. He sounds like a real piece of work. Oh, you don't even know the half of it. I was actually one of the orphans he used to uh, take 
advantage and use on the streets and uh, for his scams and whatnot. And I was lucky to escape, you know, the bastard before, you know, I could uh, turn around and save any of my friends that were left. And how, how did you get away? Well, it's simple. He wasn't paying attention. I lit his, you know, I lit his bot on fire and uh, ran while he was screaming. He lit oh, you on yeah, fire? That makes sense. No, I lit his bot on fire. Just I simply... think he's always been on fire. You would also oh. uh, know that many of Gadrin Lamb's lambs, as he calls them, uh, less fortunate children that he brings in to work for him, he does train as pickpockets. Uh, many of them are actually out throughout the town a lot of the time, and regardless of their station uh, or their desire to leave, don't out of either fear of retribution or just a complete lack of anywhere else to go, really. Boblin, mm. however, perfectly at home with nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, as you can tell, I'm not exactly a favored uh, in member of the city. I kind of try to lie low despite how, you know, bright as his, you know, hair literally flexes and like fills the room for, with light for a second and then goes not down. Not looking at him <laughs> the entire time he's talking. I yeah. haven't made eye contact with the goblin once. If we're being completely honest with you're not the worst. Right. That's so, what I try to tell people, because believe it or not, I'm an oracle. I actually, you know, heed to the divine. I mean, yes, it's a divine goddess of fire, but still, I heed to the divine. So, and that's you, so. And you call me. fire goblin who thinks God talks to him. <laughs> and Send the help. <laughs> he is the burning bush. <laughs> Explosions! <laughs> burn them! Burn them all! So, let me get this straight. Drugs killed your friends. Shivers on your friends. Sounds like drugs are halfway to killing him. Kill, kidnapped <laughs> your nephew, was it? Mm. And kidnapped you. Hi. Oh, <laughs> all your problems make mine seem trifled. He took something very precious from me. I'm on my way to go see my twin. Um, my mother passed away, and before she left, Heaven bless me. Before she left, she told me to go deliver a family heirloom. And he took the ring before I had a chance to even get through the city. Your, your twin? My twin's ring. There's another Ram. one who's as tall as you? Kind of look. We're eye to eye. That's just. Does your twin also have as many pointy things? No, she's kind of adverse to weaponry. She's very good at magic and smart things. Oh! I'd oh! Oh, that kind of twin. Your sister. Yes, me twin sister. Oh. But I would like to get the ring back before I leave. That way I have something to give to her. Oh, Gadrian took your ring. Gadrian took Oh, it all makes more sense now. Just because your issue isn't quite as severe doesn't mean it's not an issue. Absolutely. This man, he's caused nothing but a bunch of petty misery to the entire city, it seems. At that point, the front door slowly opens again with a little bit of a squeak. Uh... Catching everyone's attention is there's not much other sound in here aside from your voices and the very gentle smoldering of the incense. And a woman enters. Uh, she appears to be perhaps in her early 40s, uh, yet still retains a fairly somewhat impressively youthful appearance. Uh, very dark hair pulled up beneath a bright red handkerchief. Uh, around its trim, a bunch of brightly colored, uh, geometric, and somewhat esoteric designs, somewhat matching the carpentry in here. Oh. Uh, she is quite pretty, uh, standing maybe about 5'7". 
And she comes in, looks around the room, gives a group of you. Hold the card up towards her. A brief smile and then turns back and closes the room behind her. I I hand her the receipt (laughs) for the delivery. It's a package for you. Oh, yes, these are the tapestries. Um, You... (laughs) I had to ask for directions and it turned out they had a delivery. They gave me a copper. There's goodness in your hearts. Uh, perhaps too much of it, maybe. Thank you, all of you, for coming. And I am glad to see that you all came. I am Basileia Arialia. The what? It's my name. I... Arden. Oh. Please pronounce it for me more slowly. Basileia. Basileia. Basil will do if it is too much or not. I'm... And, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, my, my Varician is, n- I speak it, but sometimes the, the vowels. say this as she's uh, kind of walking on the table, sidling past some of you towards the chair on the back end. Um, a small bag at her hip, but not much, not anything else really she seems to be carrying. Uh, and as she pulls the chair out and sits down, sort of gestures for the group of you to seat in the five chairs before her. Um, She moves the basket off to the side of the table, reaches into her bag, and pulls out a deck of cards that she just starts kind of idly playing with. And I, myself, as Squiddish the GM, can't even shuffle cards normally. I cut the deck many times until I feel it is mixed or I wash them on the surface. Uh, So I can't do anything representative of what she would do as the cards seem to kind of flow between her hands and twirl about her fingers, uh, almost leading you to believe magic of some amount was involved. Hmm. Uh, But she has no focus on these. This just seems to be how she busies herself as she addresses the group of you. Again, thank you, all of you, my friends, for putting up with this unconventional method of contacting me. You all have my cards, I take it. Hmm. Is your is your nickname the publican? My nickname? No. These are a hero deck, my child. And that card is the one that called to you itself. The hero deck? It is my way of life. It is a way to divine the whims of the fates. To know, perhaps, what they have in store for us. To tell us things beyond that our eyes can see, our hands can feel, our ears can hear. But that is not why I brought you here today. I have reason to remain hidden here, you see. You're a very vicious man. Would see great harm done to me if he knew I was reaching out for help. Oh. This man is not something terrible to each of each of you as well. I hmm. speak, of course, of Gage and Lau. Mm. A man whose cruelty and capacity to destroy the lives of those he touches matched only by his seeming gift for avoiding reprisal. A year ago, Steve stole this arrow <laughs> deck from me. My son, bless his heart, retrieved it from his pickpockets and returned it to me. As he left my home, Gadrin had him killed. <sighs> sounds I'm so like sorry. you had a bit of an experience similar to some of ours then. Casual murder? He is above 
far or not above far worse things than that from stories I have heard and and what I believe has touched many of you, even here. What was his name? Eric. He was not much older than you were, I believe, Darren. Hmm. I went to the guards for help, but they turned me away. I asked around. I paid bribes, crossed palms with silver, consulted my deck for advice. Recently, I was rewarded and found where Gadrin dwells. We found an old fishery north of here, in the West Pier 17. They trains his abducted children to become pickpockets. He counts stolen treasures. I need your help. Of course. Of well, course. Anything to burn that guy. <laughs> I'm ready. I cannot hope to face this man on my own, and the guard moves so slowly that even were they willing to help, Gadrin would certainly have plentiful knowledge of their approach and would be gone before they arrived. Even if they arrested him, what guarantee would we see or have that he even sees justice? If anything, in this last year, I have learned that Corvosa is corrupt, her justice broken, perhaps beyond repair. But you, I'm sure, know of these frustrations as well. I, 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 don't, I don't trust people in cities. They, they're you, not... has that in common, then? Uh, the, the city smells awful. Well, the guard are understaffed, uh, underfunded. Uh, they can barely keep up with everything. The courts are overloaded. Uh, they just need some help along the way. Guards tend only to those who commit crimes against those they deem worthy, those with the coin to corral their attention. I don't know. They like to stump on me just for who I am. <laughs> with the pedigree to be worth the system. They will not share a second glance for one such as yourself, Lovin. Uh, you'd be surprised how often judgment and it is no fault of theirs. I do not think any individual among the number, and perhaps some, uh, are corrupt or mean to see ill. It is simply the way a world works, the way Corvosa has grown. Hmm. And perhaps our fair city has grown faster than the ability of the righteous to protect it. I cannot aid you in a crusade against them, not directly. I can bear no sword. I am far from a fighter. But I will help you how I can. With this. The weapon at my disposal. Well, you've given us a location. That that alone is very helpful. I... And knowing of what may wait in store... I have rocks. ...may aid you as well. Please, allow me to perform what service for you I can. Prepare you for things to come. Allow me to give you a harrowing of your fates. Knowing what to expect can help one prepare and plan. Yes? That is generally true. <clears throat> These are the keys. As you will be the keys to the city's freedom from Gaiden land. I would like each of you to choose one. Those are cards. The keys are their suits, dear. But you need to understand. Reading their whims is the service I will provide for you. <clears throat> I got to get up and walk over there. <laughs> Small armored one. We call her T-Rex arms. Now, I'm going to step back for a brief moment from Vasilia here and tell you that as Swedish the GM, I, I'm not a harrower, I don't know 
what all 54 of these cards mean. Believe it or not, I did not memorize every single one of their meanings. Loser! So bear with me. You just make it up as you go. As for Sheen. There is meaning here. There is purpose amongst these cards. She's actually, Basil's actually it's in this little book. <laughs> these actually. That I may have to reference <laughs> briefly. Yeah, but I that's how tarot works too. tried right? as well as I can. I, I can have some read that. No, I have some reference notes, so bear with me here. I did not memorize the meanings of all 54 cards in the Harrow deck. Now, Blavin, what card have you pulled? I pulled the uh, the cricket. The cricket. Yeah, you got my card. Interesting. That was a card not called to you originally, but to another at this table. One that represents a speed and alacrity. Uh, haste with which things move. Perhaps yourself personally, perhaps the winds or the fates around you. In some situations, it may represent change. As a personal card, were it to appear in this thread, it could mean a great many things coming at a truly impressive pace. Hmm. Remember that card. I shall. It is yours for this heroine. Alrighty. What about you, John? He's a locksmith. Ah. The card that represents the suit itself. The keys to many doors. Some say to destiny itself. It may herald more than even than my simple bringing of you here. And perhaps something that you will find, be it in the justice of Lamb or something he has taken from you, may open a path yet unknown. Remember that card. I should also write down these cards I because I broke. have a thing for that. I'm just wobbling out the cricket. And you got the locks. I got your chic. You got your chic. Almost looks like him on the card. What about you, Darren? Oh, the, the card came back to me, it seems. The dancer. As they are often wont to do. But uh, the writing on the back isn't there anymore. How'd it's, you do that? It is interesting how fate twists about these cards and that the one at this table who most doubted their ability to aid saw his own card simply return directly to him. Sure, there are statistics that could happen. There is coincidence and chance, but should that happen to the one at the table most in doubt, perhaps of how this may aid him, is a sign itself and that it is the dance of all things of staying with the flow, a harmony flowing across a group, a group of you, perhaps your fates intertwined, maybe even beyond this initial foray. There is more to what has happened or what will happen than bringing justice to one man in one city. Breath? I got myself the rabbit prince. <laughs> the rabbit prince? Oh, no. Oh my gosh, it is a rabbit. It is a rabbit rabbit. wearing a crown with a broken uh, saber. I wanted that That crown. rabbit's very determined. Very much suited for a hunter at the table here. One who has brought a firearm near as large as himself uh, to a hunt for a single man as a capriciousness of combat. Very directly, someone read it as a skill at arms. Familiarity with weapons, but also the flighting whims of how the tide can turn in a mortal situation, the drop of a hat, the spin of a simple coin, the flip of a single card. Having that card to yourself for this reading could bode quite well or ill, perhaps. That remains to be seen. And you, Arden? The, the, the peacock, but it doesn't look like a peacock. It looks like a 
dragon bird thing with its beak being locked down, and it looks evil. I've seen peacocks. This is not a peacock. The peacock itself is a sign of a sudden and powerful shift, often one that is very personal. It could be one at a basic level. You are a pure man, Arden, one who has lived a simple and peaceful life. It's said by many who have walked to war or found themselves at the fair end of a blade that the act of taking a man's life changes them forever. Should it come to that, you may find it impacting you more than you, an- more than you anticipate. But it could also refer to relationships, to allegiances, to those around you. I I'd hope not to find this card ill-aligned in our reading. I would, I would not be a slave again for anyone. These five cards here, all from the suit of keys, are your choosing. They are the preamble to the harrowing I'll perform before you. Their meanings ambivalent for now, hazy and unknown, as they are simply an idea, simply a vague thought, one that will be hewn and worked into a concept of fate in the coming reading of the cards. Now, have any of you ever experienced a harrowing before? Do you know what to expect? Maybe as a novelty, never something serious. My I've, great aunt, <clears throat> I've come across a few before. My great aunt Maddie would talk about it all the time, but I, I don't really Once, know what to expect. When I was little, I saw one. My sister got hers done when, the, when one came to her town. I was six, seven. Many would discount their power. But make no mistake in that this is the most powerful gift that I can provide to you and one that very well may aid you. In this passage. I have no idea what you're talking about. I do believe that there appears to be an odd card mixed into the deck there for a certain someone. I'm sorry? Oh, I see for uh, Jen. Yes, this is a card not of Harrow, but one of fate very much directly. Fellowship of the Tables. For all the times I wanted to give you a hero point for a great pun during Age of Ashes. Take a hero card. Read us. Of the title. Her puns are like investments. It's not the right deck. How did a hero card get in the hero It's not even deck? the same size as this. <laughs> What's the name of it? Channel Life Force. How appropriate. We're getting such appropriate uh, hero point very cards. Very nice. So, far. so, for the mechanical feature of... There is no. I mean, I guess I could stand up and reach real far. Can I literally do that? Can I stand up I mean, and deal these? You're going to see the fact that there's not a lower half of this costume. It's just basketball shorts. I absolutely can. I'll reach out and deal them, and then it'll just be up to you two here to flip them. So. Yeah. My time to shine. This is my moment. Make it a column. Column of three. The hero reading consists. I'll keep it on the side. A hero reading consists of nine cards across three columns. The first representing the past. It is often uh, believed to be the column of law, as the events it depicts have already happened. They are set in stone. They are immutable. What the cards pertain to, however, is how they may affect the things to come in the second column. In the present. 
I can totally stand up and deal this, them. He says as he hands the cards. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of got long arms. You can just hand them to me. It was just easier, really. Just, it's, yeah, it's I want to play the cards now, but I can't I'm, reach. Just so far away. You just need longer arms. But they, uh, the middle column here is a representation of the present or the immediate future. Things that are happening in the now, things that will come to pass, could be within hours or days or a living memory. The span of the present and the near future is as capricious as the whims of the fates themselves. But it is not until we reach far, I'll just hand you, into the distance <laughs> that we uncover the consequences of the choices that we make. Are the cards in the deck always the same? The 54 cards of the Harrow Reed are always the same 54 cards. There are no changes to uh, what comes about of the deck, only the stories that they tell us and the warnings they attempt to impart. Now, if you would flip that uh, first of the cards that we lay down here. The Survivor. I think it might just under the table. She's, she's flipping madly <laughs> through her record. <laughs> this is the part of mine. Take me a second. That's a okay. really creepy card picture, actually. It is actually kind of horrifying. Yeah. All right. The table cam works? Oh, the table cam works? The survivor. Okay. This is a good omen, honestly. This totally is positive. positive. It is a good just start. Like uh, while it may at first appear to be morose, the survivor is a representation of the very basic nature of what it imparts. One who passes through an ordeal. Here, place in the past as it is, it tells us something, perhaps of an ancestor, of one who came before, who survived a great ordeal, overcame terrifying odds and lived to tell the tale, perhaps alone, perhaps with close friends. What is certain is that some aspect of that legacy that they have left behind will be critical in the coming times, in your fates, and where this will lead. Uncovering how and what perhaps the rest of the spread can tell us. What is the second card? The unicorn has a pair on its horn. The unicorn. Oh, this she's is a beautiful. Fortuitous reading so far. Very pretty. The cards tell me now perhaps that I was wise to bring all of you here, as all of these cards, by their very nature, indicates positivity and a wise experience. Uh, the unicorn is an offering of exactly that which is sought an answer to a prayer, knowledge, and response. To a question. <sighs> Given its position here in the past, along the middle axis, it was something provided, something provided that allowed this ancestor, this ancient hero, to begin their vaunted journey, their quest to stand against whatever ill forces it was that enabled the development of them, not just themselves, but even with just the two cards so far, it must have been all that sprung up around them. The final card in the row, please. The Paladin. Mm. While this 
while this reading does have a penchant for positivity here and in many situations the paladin that. would be a proud and positive omen john. much as it slips through your fingers here it's positioning bodes well john turn the unicorn back the way it was facing when you flipped it it's facing this way it was a powerful misalignment I here so. we well, normally and aligned with the story the cards have told us so far that lay the stakes for this. Even I cannot divine how this could connect to Gadron. But it represents a steadfastness determination. Standing strong and aligned with the survivor, persevering. But it tells a tragic end to the tale in its position. A foolhardy course. One taken too far. Without a proper understanding of the repercussions or the ramifications of the actions, a gift provided by the unicorn, carried to its fruition by the survivor, but seeding terrible woes in a southern paladin. This is a deep, a deep background, one which true mystery, how it intertwines with Gadrin Lamb and his machinations, and perhaps the truth is that it does not. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Well, how the fates present their readings here, this reading is not one I am performing for Gadrin, is one I am performing for the group of you. Mm -hmm. Basilea, do the cards, are they to, to punish you? Whatever do you mean? Do they, do they know your past, your secrets? Are they here to, ju to judge you? Those that pull the strings that I read know all. All of the world, its darkest corners are laid bare before them. It only is a matter of what the cards wish to tell us, and it imparts that which is most important. How this tale ties into the five of you here and now, and what journeys may lay in your future tells me that there is a greatness in store for you. The one that will not be found without strife, one that is built on the mistakes of the past. Still, all that we have all that's told us so far is a setting, a foundation, a structure upon which we build. The middle column perhaps can shed some light on what we may expect in the coming times. We have the trumpet. Trumpets. I must say, you are, before me now, a unique group. These cards before you in the harrowing, they are all representative of fates and outcomes. Some of them all capricious, but some of them of positivity, some of them of negativity. The position, of course, determines the true meaning, but all four cards that you've drawn so, drawn so far are aligned with a bright future, with goodness. Look through their remarkings across the top. The nine, or the eight icons around their rim give them their baseline positioning and all four, their iconography lays in the top row. That of good, that of hope. It's rare to come so far into a reading without the deck providing but a single step to stray from such a positive path. That's good. And the trumpet here heralds 
such a powerful sequence. It's a declaration of power, an archon of aggressive force who will wade directly into dire situations without a single moment of doubt. This crowning trumpet at the highest point of our reading. A group of you? All but confirms what we knew from the row of the past. You are destined to do great things. What is in store, you can know. But something of this magnitude, the, de the cards of this, of single nature and alignment, going so far, presents us with high hopes. The trumpet heralds your power. Hmm. Power you may not know yet. Power you may come to find. Certainly, before your tale upon this world is done, you've written in histories to become legends. I don't know if I want to be a legend. <clears throat> the fates do not present us with choices. I only tell of what the cards of divined may, or almost certainly will, come to pass. Their manner is unknown. But I am sorry to hand you such bright portents, unwanted, Arden. <clears throat> but please, the middle card. This is, uh, is a beating. Ah. Oh. Well. Mm. Mm. We're gonna give him one. <laughs> <laughs> no reading of any harrowing I've heard of remains in a single alignment eternally. It's a very neutral position. The beating could mean uh, a great number of things. Oh, we're going to beat him up. Well, um, <clears throat> the direction of the beating is, is, well, in some cases, quite that literal, but directed in an opposite manner. It is a card of some chaos and madness attack from all sides given what the first four cards have told us about the shoes which you have yet to fill, it is supposedly, supposedly unsurprising that there are those who would see your downfall. But the adversity that this heralds is great and near omnipresent. But it is a neutral placing. It may, uh, in many other positions, the beating may herald much more severe threat, perhaps even life-endingly so, perhaps dances with your very mortality. But given the spread so far in its position, there's no need to be concerned as of yet. What is the next card? The next card is the, is the Avalanche. Mm. Let your face visibly darkens, and mm. she kind of gets a bit of a thousand yards there. Mm. the rock well there had been hope perhaps that the beating would not be paired with uh, so powerful an omen is the avalanche below it aligned as it is even and amplified the avalanche is disaster personified oh. 
It is an unthinking, unreasoning mass. It exists only to hate and to destroy. Given its position alone, it is a terrible omen. Given its position after the beating, one of mortal ruin, given both. Well, I was hoping we'd take him alive, but if the cards say that there's no option... This is one of the darkest portents my deck has ever presented for me. Chaos is in store for you. That's about to be expected with who we're dealing with. With this organization, I fear that it's far more reaching than just this table here. This is true madness. This is anarchy. This is ruin for more than a simple group. This is ruin for a city or a nation or a people. Maybe... Maybe the Crimson Throne isn't as stable as we think it is. And maybe they're just cards on the table. That could also be true. Well, uh, I could take tell you from personal experience. If you see something like that, you don't, but you don't tread lightly. You tread lightly for sure. <laughs> over the shoulder, and all bad luck is gone. You say that. <laughs> These are the events of the present. Which takes us now and in the near future. But if we are to look further to the consequences, to the ramifications, years, generations, civilizations, down the line, given the weight of our reading so far, perhaps. After such calamitous predictions, I would not hold it against you if you wish to stop the reading here without yes. revealing the final row. No. There's no point in coming this far. Well, now, hang on. We, we could leave early. Story. Let's not be hasty. Where's the, where's the fun of that? No, once magic like this gets going, you don't stop it. Just because we leave doesn't mean the future won't come for us. It's but better to know. But you may be more, com more comfortable without knowing it. Is she the one flipping the cards, or are we? She is flipping the cards. I can't reach the cards yeah. on the table. She is flipping the cards. I am her avatar. <laughs> I would I definitely... within reach of the cards. You are within reach of the cards. I would definitely... You're, you're at a table. All of you could reach. It's in the middle, but she's been flipping them as she goes. I would definitely uh, say uh, we finish, because if it's one thing I know, it's, uh, when it comes to fortunes, uh, it's best to have a heads up. The big sky. The big sky. Ah, we fell together. <sighs> I like that. A true match. The first full match of this reading hmm. signifies it is the most powerful card in this spread so far. And gods above be good. It is a card of great strength and emancipation. Reth would have literally reached over and flipped it. <gasps> yeah. just like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> The big sky, as it depicts slaves receiving their freedom, hmm. similarly specifies momentous and powerful change. Good job, Rath. Given the spread so far, Adson, 
incredible level. The aftermath of the chaos, of the madness, the beating and the avalanche have portrayed. And what is heralded by the cards of the past will lead to a bright and shining future. One markedly different than that which is lived today. You know, we're over here worried about what the cards might say. I'm not worried about what the cards might say. One which, even as the very art upon the face of the card depicts in that position, is a new dawn, a new day, a new life, even. Can I flip one? Or does your hand touching it matter? Wrath, as you laying upon this card, I can only imagine that the children you may yet bring forth into this world will live in a bright and beautiful future, the foundations of which you have laid for me. I've certainly been doing my best. Perhaps. Oh, do you have a wife? Well, not yet. Mm. They may not be children directly. It may be a creation, a guild, a business. In the a days future. you leave beyond yourself, prosperity is often the way it's done. And she whips with the central card there. In the distance, you hear slavery being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> the foreign trader. Where's the bubble on that one? Uh, it's, uh, the does it have one? Is non-existent. Okay, then it's, hey, oh, it's true neutral. True neutral. True neutral. Hmm. Um, it looks neat though. This is a card of both spies and peddlers alike. Those who trade in. Information. Uh, information. Who play their cards very close to the chest. This, too, is aligned with its axis, but not a quite true match of the big sky. And indicates that in this new future, under this new sun, after the chaos has subsided, new pacts will be forged. New deals made, powerful ones with far-reaching implications. It will be upheld. It will be seen to their fruition, aligned with the big sky, almost certainly to good. Unless the final card is somehow stronger than that that which led this role. Now, are you feeling a bit lucky? Would you like to flip the last card? The force is upon me. As I had agreed to divine the fates, I would take my card. And she flips over the final card. It's a joke. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gods, you're looking down at us like, oh, look at him go. Yeah, that's, that's appropriate. <laughs> a, a misalignment, but matching of its column. The joke traditionally would indicate a terror that must be overcome, one <laughs> beyond the physical. Misaligned as it is, the subject of the joke, the butts will find themselves far from partaking in the humor, far from sharing it. Perhaps despondent, perhaps forgotten, perhaps gone entirely. But the impact of this card is much smaller than that of the sky. 
and tells us of a future, a pact that is made, will be upheld, will lead to prosperity and truth, and perhaps very literally a cruel joke of fate as it is twisted upon those who would stand against it, left and led to slight ruin. To follow such terrible omens as the beating of the avalanche with a true match in the big sky would smile on my face indeed, as it should yours. But make no mistake, where you will find true power is at the cost of great strife, great conflict, near chaotic madness on all sides. But as you emerge victorious with newfound power, true change will walk in your footsteps, reforging those around you on a grand scale for a bright future. There's little more I can do to aid you here. I have provided you with the knowledge to proceed. Well, and quite literally, address to proceed to. <sighs> Spectacular. Thank you so much for your help. We have the location. Did we want to go there tonight? I would advise that you do. There is no telling how long Gaiden will use this location. There's a fishery along the riverbed, I believe. He'll be done by the end of the night. Gata, do you happen to have any more bread? He burnt all of it. I'm sorry. Sorry, I get I, hungry. Uh, do not keep much in the way of stock in store here, as you can see in this delivery you have brought me as far from Edward. But given the power heralded by these cards, I have no doubt that you will find yourselves far beyond what Gajan believes he can handle. Now hmm. go. Walk. Discover your true power. But gird yourselves against the onset that waits. You can weather it. I know it, as does fate. I, are, you, are you sure you should be walking the streets alone? It's not safe. I will be fine. I have lived in Corvassa all my life, but I appreciate your concern. It is uh, your safety I am far more worried for. Though this heralds your success and your growth as a group, is a reading I do for all of you does not speak much to the individual. I'm not too worried about our safety. After all, we got a trained military member right here with us. Uh, uh, partially, but uh, rather capable. And uh, certainly, you're carrying an awful lot of hardware. You must be pretty competent. Uh, and Oh, I mean, I can just imagine. I mean, I do more than just set things on fire. I really? can probably keep you alive a little bit, too. After all, Worst I do have case. a deity. Well, that's Worst even. That's scenario, even. I'll just pull the trigger and the guard will come running. <laughs> That is very true. Depending on the you place, the place of town, to, they might run the other direction. You may want to hurry while there is still some light left to avail you. We the cards of your choosing, though none appeared here in the spread, uh, none had portents largely negative. Hopefully, their readings have been sharpened somewhat by the greater spread itself. Mm. Right oh, there. I'm just going to stand up from the table, push my chair back under, and... Uh, Start walking at the door. That sounds like an excellent idea. You all, are you all coming along? You, or yeah, absolutely. I just second got to put the weapons back on. I took them all off just to. I I will make sure that uh, that that we we get there. As the group of you right stands to make your way back out in the streets of Corvosa with a destination in mind and vengeance before you, success 
heralded in the cards. We're going to take our midstream break, everybody. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go too far. The fates have been read. How exactly will they be enacted? Well, that's the hook. Ones. <laughs> so many ones. I am ready for the joke to be everything. How we're gonna be but Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I've been so excited for this hero reading thing. It was really cool. For it so was awesome. Long because I got this deck. This is like the actual Paizo Arrow deck is a thing that they sell that you can oh, buy. It's, it's like the uh, the Pathfinder specific thing. And it's it's an opening to a campaign. It's definitely interesting. A fortune teller comes and is like, hey, come here. I'm going to tell you a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> your fortunes, you're going to go on the adventure. <laughs> you be heroes. Oh my god. Who knew? <laughs> Go get punched in the face. Yeah, but but then we actually get stuff like <laughs> the trumpet and like present good alignment that is literally like you are noble heroes. You have great potential. I'm like, oh, that's not wrong. I We're mean, literally playing a Pathfinder campaign. It can't possibly be wrong. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I don't trumpet, look like one. The call to action followed immediately by you're going to get beat and you're going to probably die. But the future will be bright for you. Avalanche is pretty bad. Yeah. You read the right campaign. I think you just read Age of Ashes. I mean... Because you had the call call to action and then a party light. Is there a hero card that's like, I don't know, like the Wastrel and it's literally just somebody who just is like on a couch not doing anything? There's the publican. There's the idiot. That's me. The publican or the idiot? The publican was... Both. Both. Love it. (laughs) She's good at talking to people, um, but... But I think the publican <laughs> is a wisdom. Publican is whatever your course that is, yeah. The five cards... This is real quick before we get back into this. The five cards that you all found originally uh, are your true matches. They are aligned exactly with your character. So chaotic good or lawful good or whatever. Was the and neutral good? It was neutral good. Yeah. And the suit was your key stat. Oh, that yeah. makes the sense. The Paizo deck, each of the six suits corresponds directly because Cricket is neutral good keys and keys is dexterity directly. Yeah. Um, oh. You had neutral good hammers, which yeah. is strength, and that's the keep. The publican is just chaotic, chaotic good, good wisdom, wisdom. And it's funny. The courtesan is chaotic neutral charisma. So Oh, well, helps. <laughs> yeah. And the picture on it just happens to be an orange dude with the left half of his face covered. So that's really weird for Floblin, which is an orange dude with an eye patch on his left eye. Made Definitely f- interesting. You, you can't see material. it, but I'm shifting my eyes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, actually, his eye is perfectly fine. He's just wearing it to look cool. So, as you head out from uh, Basileia's uh, fortune-telling abode... This address that she's given you on West Pier, uh, West Pier 17 is not far. That's only about two and a half blocks away. Uh, it is a very short walk, and were you to go directly there, you would arrive there near immediately. Uh, is there... Well, what, are, what are you doing, I suppose? I would be uh, probably a little bit familiar, considering that I was one of the orphans, and I have a rough idea of how he did business. So I would probably be one of the people guiding him t- towards uh, where we need to you go. You would not have been here. 
this would be a fairly new establishment oh, that he has gotten set up. Um, you could know the area. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they you would have probably been through several different various hideouts and facilities that Gadron would have used throughout whatever amount of time you, you were there because he does not stay in one place terribly long because it's not super feasible. Yeah. He's not like a mafia lord that can just have a headquarters. <laughs> True. He is, in the grand scheme of Corvos, just kind of a, a level... He has to oh, move really. before angry vigilantes yeah. come and grab him. I mean, he's a jerk. That's if he had left he one night earlier. <laughs> one night earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe bad things wouldn't be about to happen. Yeah. His business. Mm. Knock, knock. Out of uh, my point is, though, you are are you all going just, you're going directly there to the address? Yep. Oh, so, yeah. so you would be walking through the setting sun here. Uh, and West Pier is one of the busiest districts in all of Corvosa. So even as the day is starting to pass night, certainly the traffic would be thinning out some, but the streets are far from empty. Uh, there would not be many massive wagons and caravans that are coming through, carrying huge loads of goods at this time at night, but there would still be plenty of people moving about, especially as the lanterns are lit, uh, torches are put placed in their brackets outside, all the various bars and restaurants and people are moving from their work day to their night life, to their drinking, to their dinners, to their gallivanting. Uh, and in many ways, it's not really even quieter than it is during the day. Uh, what with the raucous drunken singing pouring out of every other building that you're walking past. But you would arrive at the address with no difficulties. It's not hard to find. Uh, it doesn't really stand out. Public budget post. doesn't really stand out from the... Uh, other buildings around it very much at all. It is just one of many positioned on the shores of this river here. And it's built in kind of an interesting Corvosan fashion. The embankment that leads down from East Corvosa to this, uh, what is it, Jigare River, is relatively steep. It's actually pretty steep and pretty tall. Uh, it's not really conducive to building to building things on the shore itself. So for buildings that want to have docks or piers or interact with the water, they kind of have to be built into it. They look almost like they're upside down, with the street level being the top level hmm. that you walk in and then it kind of hanging down the side. And you can see this fishery is much the same. Uh, the street level that you could enter is the very top of the building, uh, but it definitely descends down, out over the river, down this massive embankment to a second floor that is lower than street level, uh, but still has windows open to the sky and open to the river itself. It would look to be an old fishery that doesn't even have any signage or any real kind of a name or anything, but having been in Corvosa long enough, a fishery is a fishery, and given its position and its setup, it's fairly obvious that it's just, it's kind of just a throwaway warehouse in the riverbed here. There is a pier, fairly narrow, only about four feet wide, running alongside the east side of the building, out further than the building goes, that becomes a small dock at which a ship is moored. Moored is a strong word. A ship exists. You're not even confident that that ship can leave. Mm. It might just be kind of permanently perched there. Indeed, it looks a little large to be on such a small pier so close to the shore. It may may very well just be a permanent grounded fixture at Mm. this point. Uh, But the building itself on the opposite side, the western end, 
has a large loading dock um, walled in by a fairly low, stout little fence just separating it from the road. And there are quite a few means of entry here, not to mention uh, boarded up windows sort of all around. Had you not been directed here, the building would look relatively abandoned. Though you can hear some sounds coming from inside. Uh, you can't tell if it's machinery or conversation further away or something else entirely, but it's clearly active, just not hugely so. Uh, immediately visible from the outside of the building are four main ways that you could enter. Uh, there is, of course, a street entrance being the most obvious, a large double door on the western side of the building. I'm going to hit you with this, so I'm just going to pull this thorn out right now. North is left on this map. Yeah. Because the river is north and south. Okay, so, so this, yep. this is north. Left on the map. You're upside down. Got this, you. So north is, is you. North is me. Okay. The river is on your side. We have okay. found the, the north road star. is on <laughs> this side. Okay. Uh, and they just did it that way, so the top of the map would be the river instead of it just awkwardly kind of running on the side because of the way the pages are shaped in a book. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, but north is left, and uh, other than that main door, there is the loading bay on the western side, and there is a door, a single door to the pier on the uh, sorry on the north side. There's a single door to the pier on the south. Mm -hmm. I described the pier and the loading bay positioning. Forgetting the north was left on this. The loading bay is north, the pier is south. Okay. So, roughly at a glance, does that boat look like it's washed up? The boat looks like it is all but attached to the building. Um, the pier that runs out, you can actually scroll this map because they can see it perfectly fine if you want to show them real quick. It is literally like up against the building. Oh, okay. Uh, the pier wraps uh, out around the far side of the boat. So that looks like um, someone took this and extended the building structure. Kind of, almost. <laughs> I mean, but you oh, can see it's an neat. open deck. You can see that the ship has an open deck. Mm. Um, and it does, like, clearly it's got below decks that might be connected. It's not like physically attached, but the boat is all but nailed to the outside of the fishery itself. That boat is going absolutely nowhere. And again, as a matter of fact, the pier has been built around the outside of it, kind of bracketing it in here. And may very well, uh, the boat position may predate the pier. All of it looks like it's been here for decades and not been upkept terribly well. The building is a degree of derelict, but that's not uncommon throughout yeah. Corvosa, especially not through the docks. Uh, it looks like, given a couple of years, the roof may very well just collapse in on it and flatten the whole thing entirely. But for now, it's still sound and standing. As you approach the building, though, what is everybody doing? Now that we're getting into a little, little bit of mechanics, exploration mode here, if it's your first time watching any Pathfinder content, I know the opener has been very rules light. I think I called for like two skill checks at any point. Uh, we're getting into the game meet now, and when you're crawling around, we have exploration mode, which is a way to handle everyone trying to roll 305 skill checks at every single door, <laughs> and, uh, you know, preventing that from bogging us down for an hour. It's actually a great concept. I really like it. So in exploration mode, you can each take an action. Like, if you are seeking, hypothetically, you will automatically get checks on doors that may be trapped or uh, anything like that. You could be scouting, ready for combat. You could be hiding. It'd be a great number of things. 
Uh, we'll start over here. Darren, what are you doing? Uh, Darren's going to be seeking. He's looking around, trying to find signs of uh, Darren of, of, of Lamb and his uh, ill-gotten games. So <laughs> it's missed you. It has missed me. I left mm-hmm. it for a month, and it's loudly upset. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, seeking as you are, you will automatically be the one to get perception checks notice. Secret things, hidden things, traps, etc. Uh, based off, of course, your perception score on your character sheet. Um, John. John is going to be just keeping a rough eye out for anything that looks dangerous. He's going to be scouting out for any any potential threat. So, so scouting. Know that you are being led, supposedly, into Gadrin's establishment, who you do not think is... There's going, not a welcome mat. He's, no, it's not going to be a friendly engagement for sure. <laughs> Uh, should you come to blows, should things come to hostility, should you be ambushed, your keen eye will give the entire party a plus one status bonus to your initiative checks, whatever they may be. Floblin. Well, <clears throat> he kind of just goes, <clears throat> puts out the flame hair, and he's going to sneaky sneaky. Oh, okay. Sneaking around, you're kind of relying on your party to keep an eye for you. He turns the fire out and disappears, little freaking goblin. Um, when you're here... Sneaking around, you basically are enabling yourself to leap from the shadows, to roll perception in most cases with stealth instead of what would traditionally be perception. Uh, So, sneaky, very sneaky goblin. I don't know if you have those feats. I know those are goblin feats, but... They start at five. Oh, they start at five, sneaky and very sneaky? Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. fair enough. And I am trained in stealth. Stealth. Fair enough. Yeah. Or at least kind of sneaky. We'll start with kind of sneaky, and you yeah. can take sneaky and very sneaky later if you want to. Uh, Ref. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be avoiding notice as well. It turns out, if you're going to land the perfect shot, you got to not be seen. Sneaking out the gun's as big as you are. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how big the gun is until I fire it once, you don't know I'm there. <laughs> it's got a point. It doesn't make a sound. I only got to fire it once. <laughs> no, no, that's all he can fire. Just once. <laughs> I only can fire at once. <laughs> because then I've been launched bone, backwards out of the room. <laughs> if I didn't have a strength score of 14, you absolutely get launched. Looney Tunes style. <laughs> it's out of the fishery, through a window, into the river, and he floats downstream. Well, thank okay, you for okay. your help, Brad. Arden? I think this is a fun weapon. Uh, Arden will... Uh have his hand uh, on stone running it along if he can, if we're near a building. The fishery itself is built almost entirely of wood. He doesn't like it here. There does not appear. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the shorefront and dock buildings are. Most of the stone is more inland away from the river, but this is just a big old pile of timbers. This building is stupid. Does glass count as stone? It's got windows. (laughs) I can't talk to wood. Um, Glasses advance sand. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, he will have his eyes open and his ears open, though, uh, just in case anybody wants to, uh, you know, in case any stones do want to talk to him. Uh, okay. He will also be sneaking, uh, seeking. All right. So as the group, you approach the building here, getting close. Breath and Floblin kind of concealing themselves a little bit from the myriad windows around the building. Where you, you approach it from the street to this front door, you can, you haven't like gone, you haven't like given the building a once around, but you can see 
there are several windows you can see there are doors around it um maybe the south side uh, a little bit off the street probably wouldn't do just to kick doors in when traffic's out here yeah, going down the pier sounds like it'd be mighty useful gives us a couple windows a couple entry points all right oh, exactly stable is that is that timber on that pier it's stable enough we can hop the hell off it if we need to i don't i think we should keep our feet on the ground well, as you right step here. out are you stepping out onto it darren I mean, unless someone, like, yeah. stops me. As you're stepping out onto it, you can feel that the pier here, uh, it collapses beneath you die. You can feel that the pier here has got to get out of my system. You can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as it's been left out to weather, has suffered a little more than the rest of the building. It seems to be sturdy. Um, you don't have any real concern it's going to collapse under you. They build these relatively thick because it's not even just to support people. It's built to support, like, a fairly large amount of goods. Mm. Uh, in most cases, they're being moved up and down them. However, it has been grown over with a decently thick film of algae. Hmm. So it is quite slick. Uh, not to the point where you would need to make an acrobatics check or anything to just walk down it. Uh, just that, again, this this is not something that they would allow to happen in a building that was in use in the past weeks or even months, to be certain. Yeah, all right, there's an OSHA violation. The hella OSHA violation. <laughs> Mystical Galarian is an OSHA violation. He's There's a pallet standing up everywhere. Clerics come along. Mm, that's a finin'. <laughs> <laughs> so, I take it to be... We're taking the sad doors in. Probably be wiser, I think, uh, and maybe peek in those windows as we go. So you would come to a window pretty quickly here. And again, we don't need to worry about back map movement here. Uh, we could peek in the window uh, as you're coming up by. There would be one set in the wall uh, before you'd come to that visible door on the southern end, then two more past it. Uh, this window would look into uh, what looks like a small bedroom with a pair of bunk beds up against the wall underneath either side of the window. Um, and the window hasn't mostly boarded over, but like kind of carelessly and haphazardly, you get like there's still plenty of like big enough gaps you can just sort of easily look through and mm -hmm. see what's in the room. Uh, it's unlit. There's no torch or anything in there. So beyond the beds that are kind of right in front of it, between the darkness and the boards, you can't really make anything out that's in there. But it appears to currently be unoccupied unless there's a night demon sleeping in it and it's dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta specify those things in Galarian. Uh, you gotta specify those things in Galarian. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, night demon. Pretty, there you go. That's it. There's right. a, there doesn't seem to be anything here. Nothing Yeah, yet. I mean, that's just as you're looking as you go by. Um, if the group of you were continuing on the pier to this southernmost door, you could do it relatively comfortably. Again, the pier is kind of narrow, about four feet wide, but you can still walk single fall fairly easily. Uh, Daryl would approach the door with no issues, each of you making your way out onto the pier itself and feeling this kind of slippery underfoot. Um, who would be behind Daryl? Probably me. I would. Probably John, I'd imagine. Darren yeah, and John. I think then... all of us want to be second. Well, I mean, I'll be I have to be seeking, last. That's so fine. I have to at least be somewhere where I can see in front of me. So, Darren, John, Arden, Reth, Floblin? Sure. Yep. Yeah, the two people who are sneaking would be behind the rest of everyone That makes else. sense. I don't think they would be in front. Yeah. <laughs> so, as the sun is starting to set, there's plenty of lights and lanterns out. The area in the street is dim, but visible enough. You don't need to produce your own torches or cast light spells or anything. As you get to the door, uh, it is fairly sturdy wood. Next to your door is no windows set into it or anything. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm thinking maybe check that last window before we uh, go through here. 
is to make our way a little further down the pier um, and getting up to the further windows. You can see this is above the portion where there's a lower floor, obviously, down below, and you're well out over the water at this point. Uh, you would be like 20 feet above the water here. Like this is fairly high above mm -hmm. the river level and so they can hit an entire floor underneath it. Maybe even a little bit more than 20 feet. Darren is actually entirely unfazed by the water. Yeah, you're Sable Company. Yeah. Thing, so like, you're not worried about this at all. You're on, you can be on a slippery algae covered pier leading out this doom ship in the river 20, 25 feet up. Like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. For me, it was toil day. <laughs> For me, um, it was toil day. Jumping off the docks is a, a child's uh, joy. According to Reth, it's not going to bother him. Getting out to this first window here, you would check. This one has just one massive wooden panel that has been put up over the inside and is entirely blocked out, as does the final window down this pier on the southern side of the building. Uh, those two are walled entirely, but here you can very clearly hear a lot of activity coming from inside the building nearby the... Rotate my brain. Eastern end of this, it's outriver facing. Mm -hmm. Seems to have a lot going on inside the building. It is far from unoccupied. Gotcha. Uh, that said, while you're out here, since you went out here and you're seeking, maybe a perception check. Because you were back by the door. You guys are just waiting by the doors, Darren, just kind of peeping these windows. That's a 22. With a 22? That's pretty goose, That's pretty goose. That's yeah. pretty good, man. You see the bomb. Before you step on it. Good job. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Well, what is that? <laughs> you would see uh, out near the corner of the building, you can see out to where the ship is moored and all that pretty easily. Uh, 22? Is what you said? Yeah. yeah. You would see down below the pier near the stern of the ship, um, there's a couple of little rock formations that are coming up out of the water. Hmm. Uh, it's not uncommon, but given their position, it would be nearly impossible for the ship to really like move if there's actually land there, and it's almost certainly grounded. Uh, but notably, there is just what appears to be a dead body hmm. just kind of stuck among them, just sort of dropped down there among these little rocky spires coming out of the water right up near the stern of the ship. Uh, the river water just kind of slowly lapping and buffeting at it. Uh, it is the fact that it's in the water and not totally decomposed means it hasn't been there terribly long, but it's very certainly dead from here. Right. Uh, and with a 22, as you look at that, you sable company marine in training you, you realize those spikes are not actually stone, but chitin. Uh, this is a creature that is not terribly uncommon, especially around the waterways here in Corvosa, known as a grave shell. Hmm. Uh, that is actually a pretty massive, like, 12-foot-across carnivorous turtle hmm. that uses corpses as bait to bring other things down for it to eat. Huh. And I love it. knowing about this, you can see, looking down to the water, murky and dark as it is, you can see that arrangement of spines. You can just kind of see the outline of the shell under the water. It's definitely a grave shell down there waiting for a meal. Falling into the water here would be profoundly negative. Gotcha. Grave shells are very dangerous. Mm. They are large and can and will take humans as prey if they get the opportunity. I love them. Just gonna kind of 
come on back to the party uh, and just uh, point on down to the water. Uh, grave shells taken up residence underneath that boat, so be careful now. Uh, oh. No one falling in that water. Oh, that wasn't the plan anyways. I don't think I can swim very well with all this equipment on. Well, uh, I don't doubt my ability, but don't nice. Like test it. Nice Only, job. At least you can swim. <laughs> we avoided the landmine turtles in Age of Ashes Book 1, and now we're avoiding the sea mine turtles. So fun fact, this is the same turtle. Um, <laughs> grave shells with the landmine turtles in Age of Ashes Book 1. Where oh my god. It's uh, it's actually the same turtle. Huh. I love them. I love it. The exact same I'll give it, turtle. 22 is exactly their deception check. The pose is just a corpse floating in the water. So <laughs> adorable. You got That's exactly amazing. to see the grave His shell. name is Henry. Um, Sable Company. Uh, <laughs> the... Um, but it sounds like there's a lot of activity going on back in here, so we might actually be able to sneak in without being noticed, depending on how crowded it is. Um, so I'm going to try the door. So the door does appear to be unlocked. Uh, and as you open it, it opens inward. Mm -hmm. OSHA violation. Uh, <laughs> it opens inward away from the pier, possibly just due to the narrow nature of the pier itself, uh, leading into a relatively narrow kind of office. Mm -hmm. About 10 feet wide, you can see a couple of other doors leading out of here. And at the far side of this cramped little room across from you, there is a wooden desk back in the corner. It looks like it is fully obstructing another door. This looks like it's supposed to be a hallway, uh, but has been kind of repurposed a little bit. Um, and that table is heaped with dozens of slates covered with chalk scrolls and writings. Uh, next to a large cabinet, uh, just kind of in front of it against the eastern wall on your right. Sat behind the desk is a man who looks to be a bit older, very greasy blonde hair, kind of slicked back down a little bit just past his, his shoulders. He's got a pretty massive, lumpy, and almost warty nose. Yeah. Uh, what looks to be almost just a permanent scowl on his face from a little bit of an injury uh, on the left side of his face. He's uh, next to all these slates that are on the desk. Uh, the man is working with an assortment of small glass vials and a whole bunch of retorts and alembics and alchemical tools that have just sort of been spread across half of this table, somewhat haphazardly. And he looks up at the door, as you open it, Darren. Hey, who the hell are you? What are you doing calling past sundown? Huh. Um, right, uh, let's come on in. No, let's not. If you have business, bring it in the morning. Out with you. Um, do I recognize, do I know what Gage and Lamb looks like? Do you know what Gage and Lamb looks like? I don't think, I've, I've never I, met him. I've met him. You have no idea what Gadron Lamb looks like. Okay. So you, uh, as you could, you're right behind him. You can kind of yeah. look at the door. This is not Gadron Lamb. Um, Gadron Lamb is a fair bit older, graying hair, kind of hunched. He's in like his 60s. Uh, this dude is like late 40s, getting to middle aged. He's not, definitely not that person. Hmm. But as you kind of peer in and look at the door, too. I don't know what business you have, but bring it back in the morning. We're closed. Well, we'll have to warn. Uh, well, uh, we have a warning we're delivering. 
Warning for what? Well, you with the guard? Uh, he, and he just kind of looks up at you. You Sable Company? What are you, a mercenary now? You're, you may not realize this, and Darren's going to walk in unless he physically blocks him. As you, as you walk in, he will stand up from the desk and just kind of leave whatever he was doing on the table and just sort of pat across the table and grab like a square little half rolled up scroll and just sort of hold it up. Get out! Uh, not welcome here. Uh, Darren's just going to step inside to the side. He's not going to approach him, but I'm going to block the door going uh, further into the building. Um, you know that there's a, a dangerous criminal on these parts, right? What, you blackjacks, cronies? Some kind of vigilantes out here doing justice? You wannabes. Uh, so you do know. I just sort of looks. So until Floblin came in, I don't think he'd recognize any of you. He would recognize Floblin. But I'm sneaky. Yeah, if he sees you, that's true. If he yeah. sees you, make me a stealth check. We're not up to I'm the gonna... door yet. You. I rolled a one, sir. <laughs> you are a red goblin at the <laughs> door. <laughs> you, hear, you, you hear this voice. What, what actually happens? I, I I sneeze and my hair reignites. Like, uh oh. This is kind of. <laughs> I heard it was. Kind of criminal. Was it an arsonist? He just kind of leans over. You bloody floblin? Uh, what the hell's with this? Oh, for and, uh, crying out loud, where's Colin? Uh, reached up to the scroll and starts trying to cast some kind of a spell out of it. Oh, well, none of that. So here, we are going to it's roll good initiative. Good news, the one wasn't your initiative. My good friends. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be in the doorway. I'm assuming these two. Yes. I would have stepped in as well. I rolled much better on my initiative. <laughs> I don't know where everyone else is. That's a 20. That's a 20? Is that a 20? Yeah. It is a 20. That's the two Good perception job. logo. That That's the two 20. perception logo. That's a logo. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's a six. 16. Get my spell cards ready. It should be. It should be, yeah. Okay. So, Ref, this is the first token I have. 28. What do you roll? Dude, I rolled a 19. That's pretty good. A 19 with a plus 7 and Arden. improved initiative. Uh, it's going to be a 25. You guys are ready mm. for action. Ready for action. Darren. Uh, 28 with scouting. What the heck? Who oh, wants? I got a 30 then. Or 29. Sorry. I got one higher. This guy is not going to get a turn. Um, John. Let's <laughs> uh, roll a 12. I might get a turn. Flavlin. 17. Alrighty, and let me. I actually oh, forgot. I was. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, I rolled. I, the 19 and I was like, oh boy, I'm gonna. I'm okay with where I'm at. So. Yeah. Really? I was hoping we can talk to him. You got 25, Arden. Who's gonna get around 20? Um, so, <laughs> Reth, outside the room, you don't know who this is, but you kind of recognize that this you hear him start incanting this guy is about to become violent and given your nice position of outside uh, you are the first to react you don't have to worry about what it is he's doing necessarily he can't see you remind me what it is to disarm the disarms an athletics check am I trained 
I don't remember. <laughs> I trained <laughs> We actually got with the pre-made sound sounds. We actually have the Sirenscape music here, so I don't even have to use the playlist or anything. It's just all Sirenscape going now. Well, Spooky I'm, fishery music. Mm. I'm going to look around at uh, Floblin and... Is it Ardren? Arden. Arden. I'm going to look around at these two for a second. Shoulder the Arcubus. And peek around the corner and use uh, cover allies, I believe use it is. Gun. No, <laughs> not use gun. Not use gun. Cover fire. I am now aiming at him. He has a choice to make. Okay. He can take cover, and I get a penalty if I decide to shoot him. Or he doesn't take cover, and I get a bonus. But he gets, he gets to choose for free. Right now? Yes. He is going to drop behind he the desk. The gun. <laughs> There's a gun. This guy's not crazy. He pulls his cool. He sees that. He immediately swears and drops <laughs> behind the desk. He's now in cover. Yes. And if I choose to shoot him, I take a minus two. Or he, get, he gets the cover bonus or greater cover if he's... It's the cover rules. It's He gets right, to do that right. on my turn. I'm not going to shoot him. Okay. You are, again, kind of off to the side, but somewhat visible from the street here. Instead, I'm going to pull out my bayonet and attach it to my Archibus. He sees a gun come around the corner. He sees a knife come around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it would... I almost went to Trushy. <laughs> It'd be in your best interest to stay behind the desk, sir. Um, and he's down there. Bloody hells! Where did Floblin's friends find a gun? Don't say for friends, Darren. Um, Darren, as he sees this, as he sees the situation go south, immediately uh, his marine training takes over. He's going to focus on him and hunt prey. Um, charge up next to him and swing his hand wide into ridge hand to try to catch him in the temple with it. Are you, bonk. Bonk. Are you backhanding this guy? Rich hand to the temple. So. <laughs> it's more like a... It's a side-handing. I'm side-handing him. Karate right. chop. Jira <laughs> chop. Ooh, that's only a seven on the die. Uh, I don't know. That's a uh, 13. 13 is not going to hit him as he's down here behind the table and uh, even the, around the side of the table here. This table is very much too large to be fit in uh, this kind of an area. Here's a token for him, by the way. If that's a thing you're interested in. I would like a token for him. Um... But you chop down, swing down, and he's cowering behind the desk, mm -hmm. still trying to read this scroll. <laughs> uh, that's my three actions. And uh, Arden. Uh, <laughs> Arden, da dun da dun Arden uh, will gather magic to him, granulite adamantin, and reach down into the ground, and over by where he is, a claw will jump up out and try to uh, non-lethally, because I can choose to do that, swipe at him. Out of floorboards? Uh, it's essentially a, uh, a reached uh, gouging claw that I'm just flavoring. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was, I was just curious. So that's, a, yeah, if it's, if it makes an attack roll, mm -hmm. you can absolutely do it non-lethally by taking yep. a minus two penalty, huh. yes. Any, any attack roll can be made non-lethal with a minus two. Or you can just... Well, you can just use fist. your hands. <laughs> hands non-lethal non tag. You what take is non-lethal? 
about to set this entire building on fire. <laughs> Please don't. Concerned. We're in this spot. We're in this building. That is a 19. Uh, so that 19 minus five is a 24. 24 is definitely going to hit him, even behind the table as he is. Okay. That's one. Uh, so he will still take uh, five damage. Non-lethal damage. Five non-lethal damage. Non-lethal slashing damage. Non-lethal slashing damage. True. Non-lethal slashing damage. <laughs> he's big. Numbers. Surface level slashing. <laughs> Paper cut. Hurts a lot more than it actually. Yeah, he's like, it you know, does. He's got a gun pointed at him. He's got a dude trying to judo chop him. He's got claws coming up out of the ground, slicing at him. He's just cowering behind this desk. He's not having a good time. Oh, is it three? Oh, because he reached it. So it's three actions. Right, right, right. Um, so as he's down cowering behind this desk here, um, he is, as this all starts and spells start casting, you start hearing a barking, a uh, sort of hoarse, very aggressive barking coming from the door that this desk is up against. That was very angry. That was horrifying. Wow. Okay. Okay, Cujo. It was more like a dog <laughs> than a nightmare demon. But, but, but uh, he is going to uh, reach over with his first action to the door next to the desk and try to throw it open, but obviously there is a desk directly in front of it. He can't get it all the way open. But he's going to open it just a little bit. Like, Blue! Blue! Sick him! Get him, Blue! <laughs> and then look at his scroll. Acid! Acidum! Burst! Acidum! And start trying to do an incantation that he's clearly not familiar with. Huh. Um, he's sure. going to fail. And... <laughs> Shakes the piece of paper. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. And then just uh, lets go with the hand he has on the door, reaches up on the table, and grabs one of the vials and holds it up over his head like he's going to pitch it. He's a monkey hiding behind the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. You see, you hear this dog barking a lot louder as the door opens, and he's just on the other side of the door. No, it's not really all the way open. It'd be kind of hard to squeeze a person through there, depending on how big the dog is, I guess. Hmm. Um, Floblin. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, move past the other two here. This way, please. Where do you want to? Uh, right in front of... Uh, Thank you. I'm right, like, right there, but I can still see in the doorway. Perfect. And then uh, Floblin's eye is going to light up a little bit, and he's going to look directly at the guy and say, Drakan! Cast Daze gonna make a little save. And you as you look in here would recognize the face of Yargen Balko, Gajan Lamb's bookie. He's the guy that runs the numbers, runs the accounts and uh, has a bit of a weird fascination with I would say alchemy, but it's really literally just acid. <laughs> um, that gotcha. as far as you have known has been used in, as both a uh, fairly severe punishment for misbehaving lambs or when he just wanted to test it on people. Yarkin is not a nice man, mm. and uh, you probably would have felt the burn of that acid at least a couple of times in your time with Gadrin. Uh, but he makes a save, question mark? I uh, will save. Will save. Yes. <laughs> you also know he's a bit of a bitch. Um, <laughs> 
you would know that he puts on this big strong face but he is oh, an yeah. absolute coward of a human um, with basically zero mental fortitude nice <laughs> 15. That is, uh, is my spell DC correct? Yes. Uh, that is it going to fail. He is going to take the failure. So, uh, you don't want to use one of those fancy cards? None of them would do anything with this. No. Let's see. If I remember correctly, it deals mental damage equal to my spell cast. Yeah, it's just ability. your modifier. So that's going to be four. Okay. So he's taken nine points of non lethal damage. Yeah. As the spell kind of sets into him. I'm barking at the door here. You can see this really manged kind of patchy dog. It's oh boy. it's a little more than knee high. It's not a huge dog, but it looks real mad, and it is barking and snarling and gnashing its teeth at the door, and it is going to. It's wearing a cone, and that's why the bark sounds so loud. <laughs> cone of shame. Uh, it is going to slam into the door here, and it kind of wavers a bit in its frame. It's not particularly sturdy. And he is going to squeeze his way through into the room and end up in front of the desk because the desk is what's blocking the door. And then just lunge up at Darren with a snapping bite here. Yeah. He does not look this pretty. He's a very ugly mangy dog. That's <laughs> just the dog card. That's a very pretty dog. It's he a very pretty dog. He doesn't look like that. The dog's got a uniform on it, so pretty. Does it have yeah. a uniform on it? He does also does not have a uniform it's, on it. Okay. That dog's a Sable Company Marine. That's a Sable Company Marine dog is what that is. That dog's nicer dressed than Darren is. It's, it's just sad. a crappy <laughs> dog. It's got more well, It is just so unhappy. It's actually a Marine. <laughs> um, 23. Oh, 23. That's a solid hit. 23. Do we have a token for the dog? I do have a token for the dog. It gets one now that it bit me. That's how gross it looks. There you go. Mange ridden mongrel. This is a goblin dog. It's a goblin dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a regular dog token, the beast cherry box, unless I'm too dumb to find it. Um, it's going to bite you for three points of piercing damage. How? That's a lot. Ooh. And then it is just going to attempt to clamp down to your leg where it has bit you and just grab on for a two to grab you. Like versus my... Fort DC? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I, I shake that dog loose. Yeah, you shake it loose so hard that you you just kind of roll it over and knock it. It up, is a critical failure. It's absolutely yeah. failure. Yes. Again, it's not a massive dog. So, so it, it bit me a, and then I kicked it. It gets a bite on you and you kick it over and now it's prone. Um, so, John. Well, that, I don't want to hurt the dog. Um, it, hurts like, it looks like old yeller. <laughs> not entirely sure what to do here. Um, Cox Arcubus. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to do, says Ren. I'm going to take a step forward. Um, and I'm going to attempt to just grab the dog and okay. pin, it, pin it down. Okay, it, I like check. Yeah. Just grab it, take it outside. A natural 20. It's not a very big dog. Um, <laughs> the dog, the dog is it. completely immobilized. <laughs> like, you can easily just sort of kneel down and just with your hands put, just put my, my knee on it. Just put your knee on the side of its head. It can't do yeah. anything. Like, mm -hmm. the dog's immobilized. It can't move or attack or take any actions. Other um, and for my next action, I'm just going to use eight other and prepare myself. And if, if anyone wants to knock the dog out for me, because I can't have it in me to knock out the raging dog. So if anyone comes over, I'm just holding it down for them. So like, someone please take care of the dog. I do not want the hoods it. Sword. <laughs> Whatever you do. Breath. I'm going to walk over and butt stroke 
the dog. What? You're gonna pet its butt? The butt stroke with the. He's gonna hit oh, it with the butt. Oh, 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 butt of the gun. Butt. You're gonna just kind of knock I was so there, confused. Bug, take the He's butt trying to calm the, the dog no, down. I did get it. I was like, good, good boy. Good, good, Blue. It's like Undertale. I just so. pet the dog until he's happy. Gonna use my aid other. Then. Yes. You can roll your aid to attempt to assist him. So, what, is, what am I rolling? This is, um. An it would be an attack roll if he's making an attack roll. And I have cooperative nature, so that's plus four. Too. Okay. Mm. So, oh my god. An actual eight, 20. 8-build human, if I want to see this. All right, so you get a plus 2. <laughs> well, I rolled a 2. So it's a 4. Yeah, so that's a 4. Um, <laughs> so an 11 total. It's a dog and it's that prone. almost hits. Oh but god. it doesn't I'm, play, I'm no. trying to be gentle. I don't yeah, want to really hurt you're it. You're trying to be gentle, and John is holding it down. And again, it's not a big dog. John's very in the way. So you just kind of crack the butt of your archivist on the, the floor here. It's, it's the dog, not the... Yargin is still uh, swearing behind the desk. Try again. I don't get the aid in other, but no, no reason not to try. Uh, that is a nine. So, so that's a four. That's a four. So same roll. He doesn't want to hurt the dog. He doesn't want to hurt the dog. He's very angry and it's barking, but nobody wants watch. to hurt it. It's a puppy. At this point, just petting it. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Um, Darren. Surely between the three of them, they can handle the dog, <laughs> I think. Well, the dog's not currently doing anything. Doing anything. That's because there's someone who literally has tackled it. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel bad having to come over and smack a dog that's gonna, immobilized? It, it, it bit me. I'd feel, I'd feel different. I don't know. You took it, lethal damage, like three points of that. I know. That's a lot. I'm a level one character. I, my life just a kid before hey. my eyes. <laughs> you, have, you have more health than Raz does. You're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's going to uh, keep to his training, keep focused on on the threat until it's down one at a time, uh, just like he was trained. Uh, presses advantage. Uh, is, um, is this guy cowering behind cover, like, in Either relation not- to me? He's cowering from the doorway. He didn't take cover last turn, so you don't have he doesn't have cover. For okay, you. perfect. If, if you, you don't move, you're like you up next to the it. desk. All right, perfect. So he's gonna just drive a knee into his gut with a. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's gonna be a twenty. Twenty will hit. All right. Bonk. Twenty misses at level one. We start having concerns. Yeah. All right, and precision ranger damage. Uh, strength of three plus that is twelve points of non-lethal damage. Uh, so as you drive this knee into his side here, as he reaches up and grabs his bottle, he calls out, Hook! <laughs> and just drops the bottle on the counter and sort of just doubles over. Get a, a brief moment of kind of like snapping to the fetal position where he just kind of flops on the ground behind the desk. He is unconscious. Beautiful. Uh, hunt prey the dog next to me and just drive a boot into it. <laughs> So you knee an old man and then curb stop a puppy. Yeah, you, you found suck. the main antagonist of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, puppies! This is what the uh, I promise I'm lawful good. The Sable Company Marines are all about. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of their training. Not a puppy. 
Angry guard dog. Actually, even, guard even dog. I feel a little bad about this. Uh, that's <laughs> an looks, eight looks to hit, I guess. <laughs> Like, I go to reel a boot back, and I look actually, at it, and it just looks so pitiful. It's tail's wagging and everything. It's, it's kind of cute, actually. It's got, no, it's, it's not. your blood it's not on its teeth. As this guy is it's falls. Got, it's got my... As this guy the, slumps the ground, literally three people stand around the dog <laughs> trying to, like, hold it down and sort of smack stuff at it, but there's not enough space here. It's just barking and mad. Arden, the literal druid. <laughs> um. Please. So, Arduin, Arduin's eyes will kind of light up, and they'll go, Now, doggy! Doggy, you be good, doggy. He'll kind of put something like a piece of food in his mouth and kind of just roll around, try to get on the ground toward the dog. Come, doggy, it's okay, dog. I don't think the dog is going anywhere. You heard the dog's name. Blue. This is why you talk to rocks. <laughs> this is why the rocks, rocks don't reply to you. Rocks, listen. Druids natively get wild empathy, right? We, we yeah. do. Okay. It allows you to lose diplomacy to make an impression. You want to give I me don't it? have any of that. Roll an untrained one. Let's see what happens. He supposedly he was trained in this, but he never really listened much. What kind of druid are you? That 20! <laughs> 20. Good one. A great one. The best great one. Druid. Ask questions is what you get. I was all you look at Arden like, what in the hell is wrong with you? We see Blue kind of sniff over towards Arden, and you're worried because Arden's literally on the ground here. Like, gonna get bit in with the face. With a piece of food in his mouth. With a piece of food in his mouth. You just got this thing chomp on your leg. Blue <laughs> lashes out, snapping towards Arden's face, and just licks him. Good boy! Good boy! Uh, Level one, boys and girls. (laughs) (laughs) Nat 20s save the day. Arden's puppy! No one has to stomp on the dog. Just sort of. Wow. Good boy! So we can keep him. (laughs) Yeah! That's more food than the other dude has ever given him in his life. Yeah, as he he, he gets whatever freaking food you're you're trying to give him here. A piece of jerky. (laughs) He takes it. And uh, continues trying to like writhe out, but now I'm, he's like wheeling, trying to get out. Of him. <laughs> no, I'm just petting John's him. John's knee, not letting the dog out. I'm petting him. No, I pet the dog. I'm petting the dog. You pet the dog, and you can feel your hands. Like you can literally feel the fleas before your hands <laughs> as you're getting through there. Oh. Um, I'm gonna give him some more food. Chomp at this jerky. So, but it's blue. The, the party mascot comes down here. Flea ridden like get the him rest under of us. control. Jorgen is clearly unconscious uh, behind the desk from these strikes. This is a good boy. The desk and his scroll on the ground. Well, uh, that managed to get the first minion down, it looks like. Yeah. And I have a dog. We have a dog. Take and you hear, stuff okay. away right. from you hear a voice call out from the far side of the room beyond the door that's stuck against the, the desk here on your left on the western side of the room. Shut the hell up, Blue! And then a door slam. <laughs> and take anything dangerous he's got, whatever that scroll is. Pull out don't a want him waking up and throwing stuff at us. I, I don't even know if this is an actual scroll. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm, it looks to be magical. Uh, it's a scroll. Uh, you me, can there's not mean words it's on it that I'm you going, can read. It's covered in arcane let, like let symbols. Me see. I'm going to. I don't, does that make any sense to you? What is a rope. That is a scroll of acidic burst. Which I'm pretty I, sure is primal. 
I, uh, yeah, that is pretty much I think. So it, then it would be a thing that you could just read. It would be magical knowledge that you could parse. Um, it nice. is just a low-level acid spell. It's literally like a small blast out of the scroll. Uh, it's, AoE around the caster. It's so just it's acid. Ew, it's poison. I don't like it. I'm putting it away, though. Get a little bit of flashback. Here. This is more important. I'll take out a little bowl thing that I have and I'll pour some water into it. He's probably really thirsty. I'll take out a length of rope and make a nice little leash to rope him off. Yeah. Not, okay. and, Fine, I'll and, hog tie the prisoner. Or hog tie the prisoner. Don't you touch my dog. Yeah, that's all you. You have that dog. Nobody cares about Yargin. We have a dog now. <laughs> Cut off like five foot just for the dog and give you the rest of the rope. And as you, uh, as you go try and loop it around blue, you, as you lean down and get close to him, he's sitting there chopping on his jerky. He just stops. No, can I, go, no. Can I diplomacy the dog? No, you don't I'm, have. I'm used to working with animals. Make me a diplomacy check. Just, he's just, already been I, wild I, empathy, so I will let you try. It's just, I'm not making any sudden movements. We're going real slow. We've got to leash break him. Um, for a total of 14. At 14, he's still going to growl at you. He's, uh... If you get near him with your hands in the rope, he snarls in your direction. You don't, don't need the rope. He'll listen. Uh, just, Let's, just leave him. He's, he's not fine. Do nothing. He's, he's a, still. Are you still holding oh. him down? Huh? No, I've let him go at this point. If you let him go, he is going to literally bolt out the door towards the bear. There he goes. And take his jerky and just <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. outside. <laughs> Blue god. Oh well. well. Let's go see. Who Hopefully, is. he doesn't fall in the water. Um, is there any, I'm searching the guy to make sure he's not holding any weapons on him or anything like that. Anything can cut his way out. Looking him over, he did have a dagger tucked into his waistband. Uh, you can take that. But otherwise, he didn't seem to have anything else on him save for his clothes. Okay. Uh, on the desk in front of him, there are all of these little chalk scrolled slates, which look like transaction records, addresses, mostly accounting notes he was going through. Um, nothing useful or valuable to the group of you. Uh, he has a lot of alchemical tools on the desk, and uh, quite a few bottles of things in that little cluster where he had snatched at that are filled and look to be finished. Hmm. Four of them. All right. What's so that? What we're going to do with all this right here is we're going to put it in a bag, put it outside in a bush somewhere, and come get it later. We don't want it anywhere near him. In a bush? We're in the city. A plant in the water. I don't care. Just somewhere he ain't going to get it. Well, the water's like 20 feet below us. We could just put it in a. I, I have a bag. We just put it in the bag. You would also find Yargin's perch uh, purse in one of the drawers of the desk with eight gold and six silver in it. Wow, wow. that's Ooh. a lot of money. Value. Crime does pay. Um. If you want to. So does that, vigilanteism. If you want to put that in your bag. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Taking the rest a, of this stuff, we shouldn't lug around unless we're going to be using it. I'll take a. Does any of it look like immediately useful? I do have. I just. Taking a look at seeing like what colors and see if you can make any sense of it. This is well, not my area. There's two vials of a, a relatively thick, almost black liquid. It looks kind of like ink, but, but a little browned. And uh, two vials. Uh, they look it's like water. It's like clear liquid. Uh, but they're set around in these flat bottom stout little vials, stoppered with uh, waxed corks to be sealed. So clearly they're sealed off enough to be important for something. Probably um, do have water, I imagine. Can you, like, 
if you poison a bullet, would you poison it before you load it or after? Just you poison a bullet? It's ammunition. Yeah, I guess I don't see why not. You would poison it before you load it, I imagine. Hmm. I haven't looked at this stuff in a really long time since training. I don't I don't know if I can tell what any of it is, but I guess we can come back and look at it later. Yeah, we should probably leave it alone if we don't know what it is. Just keep it away from him in case someone else comes along and frees him and wakes him up. I mean, I could just, you know, take care of the problem now. Now, <laughs> if we're going to be taking care of this problem, it's going to be with the authorities. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think you should light alchemical stuff on fire. Was, I mean, we were a safe distance nice first. We, we got gotta... a door that leads east and west out of this room, though the west door is jammed up against the desk and would be somewhat difficult to squeeze through. It looks like it might lead into, uh, it looks like it's into a fairly large area that's probably the whole front room where the front door leads. Um, so you hear somebody yell into the room and shut the door. You can be somewhat confident that there's not anybody in there. Uh, it sounds quiet anywhere. Anyway, mm. there's also the door just inside where you entered on the eastern end that leads deeper into the building, out towards the river. Hmm. Why don't we go deal with that person who was yelling first? Okay. Well, I mean, we don't have to clear the whole building. Well, you know what? I guess you might have to, actually, depending. We still we don't, don't know why we're here. Why? We know why we're here. Gadrian's no, here. I mean, we still haven't found anything that helps us. Like, Gadrian? Like, Gadrian? Yeah. Gadrian's supposed to be here. Yeah, so if we well, search like, every then room let's go behind people. that door. That's fair. All right, well, let's try this. Let's try Let's try down. For, actually, first off, um, drag this man. I'm going to drag the uh, desk over and block the top door. Okay. Uh, you can definitely move the desk over and jam it in front of yeah. the western door. going to help him. Uh, you can see the hinges are on your side. So all the doors in this hallway seem to open into this hallway, okay. as hallways are wont to do. Oh, um, that's smart. Leaving you with easy passage from the westernmost door into the front of the building. All right. So we'll just go and head into that room. Let's check that room out, yep. That brings you straight into a little bit larger, a similarly ill-furnished chamber. Uh, with a single desk sitting about right in the center of the room with a moldy chair pushed up behind it. Uh, the desk has got a front panel facing the door, so it's got like a little leg space underneath it. It's secluded from all angles, but the one that you're coming in from. And underneath it, you can see there's a heap of ratty furs and straw. Probably were Dog house. Hmm. Hmm. Blue got a huge room all to himself. So yeah, big old, there's that kind of left him in here. It's a big old room. What direction did it sound like the yelling came from? It sounded like it came from the... Uh, there, there are several doors here, but it sounded like it came from one towards the loading dock, towards the north end. That's what I figured. Did you... You know, Darren, uh, did you know that uh, rock-forming garnets are, are the most common metamorphic rocks? What? Garnets. He's, you feeling all right? Did, did that dog bite you? done is talk about her. I'm, I'm so pretty sure it I'm. I was just trying to make conversation. No. Oh, oh, okay. I, I wasn't, I wasn't. I conversation's just... appreciated, but right now we got to deal with what's behind these doors. Probably want to focus on what's happening. Uh, so I'll, we uh, know someone's behind this door. Do we open it? Well, kicking the door? I reckon You can should. hear a lot of activity on the other side of it. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot going on on that one. This is the... Um, this Open. is going to be the west door, the east door, right? That's the north, north door. door. North the door. north door has a lot of activity on the other side of it. Water is on our east. Okay. Weird map. Maps are weird. Map. Yeah. Rotated so we'll, map is hard. So yeah, we'll start with the north door because that's where it sounds like less noise is happening. Correct? The north door is where you hear a bunch of noise. Sorry. The, the other north door. Other door. You want the, the other door 
Uh, there's one literally immediately next yeah. to the room you came yeah, from, and one that looks like it leads into that bench, that dark bench. Uh, opening up the eastern door, it leads to a short connecting hallway that just stops at another door leading into the far eastern side oh, of the building. Which is probably, yeah, probably where the bedroom is, right? Yeah, I imagine. Um, so that's that's fine. Uh, so I'm going to, sounds like there might be a lot in there. Um, I'm going to get uh, my uh, my offhand main gauche, my pairing dagger out. You just just in case I need to start warding off someone swinging something steel at me. Fair enough. And he... I made a mistake with cover fire. You are supposed to shoot. Oh. It is a one action. It is a covering shoot. fire, not yeah. a covering intimidation. I figured the point is you're supposed to do that, then make a choice, then you shoot with or without the bonus. Mm, but it is do that, then make a decision. Why would with... they not drop to cover? It just sounds like shoot, but because they, they take a penalty if they are using ranged attacks. Oh, so you can pin them. Oh, yeah. okay. So okay. it's like, I see what it is. It's like Overwatch fire kind of. Yes. So like they're suppre- or like suppressing. Yep. Suppressive fire. It's basically suppressive fire. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull out my scythe, but it has it does have a leather cover on it. He's not taking that off. It has a pretty big weapon for a fairly small room, yeah. but not impossible to swing it around. Just nope, the butt. Better than All fists. Right. I'm not a fist fighter. I got my focus. Of course, it's more rocks. Well, I'll, uh, They're I'll amethyst. move up to be against the door with the other And moonstone. Huh. So as you all, uh, Reth and John on either side of Darren as he gets ready to open the door here, uh, you open the door. Wants to open the door, or do you want me to open the door? Be my guest. John opens the door um, <laughs> to, what is, to an overwhelmingly foul smell that Ugh. just assaults you. A mixture of rotted fish and sweat. It is truly pungent and outrageously unpleasant. It's uh, immediately eye-watering. To the east of the room, there was a huge wooden trough with a disgusting mound of rancid fish, seaweed, and brine heaped up in it, and a couple of troughs slotting through the eastern wall further into the facility. Uh, sporting wooden chutes that lead into what looks to be a larger room beyond this one. Um, but there is a desk and a chair at the northwestern end by the loading dock, and the room is occupied by what looks to be about a half dozen orphans. Uh, lambs, lambs, of which some of you may have heard, and Floblin would be very intimately familiar uh, they are not, they are his workforce, really. He takes in, again, impoverished kids who have nowhere else to go and nothing to fall back on and just kind of forces them to do his bidding. A bunch of them are shoveling uh, this weird slurry around in the trough, just kind of trying to poke it and sort of work and break it down into these smaller channels in the east end of the room, uh, while a couple of other ones back behind, just on their pitchforks, just sort of wait for their turn to kind of get in there wielding a variety of long little implements save for one of them a little brown spiky haired kid well they all turn towards her direction as the door opens but he looks up at the group of you doesn't recognize a single face calculations run through his mind real quick and he just turns out to the orphans and the same high-pitched voice that you'd heard yell out before points at the group of you Hey! Something's wrong! Get them! Is that your dog that just ran out of the building? And all the oh. orphans kind of turn around and look at each other and look at you 
I look at his leader kid. He just points at him. What are you not understanding? Get him! Poke him! Stab him! And the orphans all just kind of start training their pitchforks and shovels and hoes. Whoever made this art did a fantastic job he? of showing someone who is like five snorts into cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. I know, right? It's pretty uh, crazy. This, this head, out, man. This head kid here, um, he's... Kid. He's on something. Uh, seekers, make me a perception check before we roll initiative. 18. 18. Wow. Dang consistency. Um, consistency is what we need. With an 18, both of you would recognize that this lead kid is definitely just a gnome uh, that is a fair deal older and kind of dressed in a way to sort of fit in with the rest of the gang here. Mm. Uh, what kind of really gives him away is this blood-stained kookery <laughs> he's just got sitting on his hip that he's already reaching for. So not a child. Not a child. This is an adult gnome. <laughs> would Flobbin recognize him at all? You would recognize him as well. You would recognize... No, he's pretty new. You wouldn't recognize okay. him, actually. Um, roll me some initiative. Can I bark okay. out um, the gnome, the ringleader? With your first action, you can. Oh, okay. This uh... Well, I know what I'm not doing. You two <laughs> recognize him as not a child. The other three, he just looks like one of the orphans. He's just taking the lead. I don't actually roll high this time. Alright, uh, Darren. 16. 16. John. 25. 25. Flobbin. As of a quote from a previous oracle, 7. <laughs> Fresh. That'll be a 27. Harden. 12. Stealth characters have all the high initiatives. Alrighty. And I'm not even a stealth character. Gnome guy. Dude. Color. You got a 16, Darren? Yes. So did he. Put him just above you. Excuse me. And Horde of Orphans. Oh boy. It was actually just, they just go at zero? They just go at zero. Horde of Orphans is down here. So, Reth, at the side of the door here, you and John in the doorway are the first to react. Um, you see a horde of children moving to train their weapons on you, with uh, one of them clearly taking the lead here. Yeah, that. I actually like that note. But happens every time we just say something. Well, I am going to peek myself around the corner, shoulder this rifle at the, the gnome there. John's just standing and in a big <laughs> I'm going to roll and intimidate. The barrel just keeps coming into the room <laughs> as I aim it at him. How did you get that in the building? <laughs> well, we took it apart to put it back together. So that's a 15. Uh, the 15. He looks in his will. He's frightened. And, One. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look at him, and with that, I'll give you about five seconds to put the cougar down. You want to shoot a kid? <laughs> you see my hand on this trigger? <laughs> and then I'm going to look at the kids, and I'm going to. You can't shoot all of you. <laughs> and I'm going to diplomacy the kids. Now I'll let y'all put your sticks down. And walk on out, free to go. Give me the 
That'll be a nine. Nine. I'm not trained in either yeah. intimidate or defense. <laughs> With a nine, the kids that look at you and look back at him, and they seem to be more afraid of this leader kid here. And they're still they're still moving on you at the door here. And my last action will just be last chance. I ain't gonna hold back on you. you ain't just a kid, are you? What do you mean? <laughs> he, like you can tell, look. <laughs> he is disguised as a child. So I will like, roll a perception. Roll a perception check. check. <laughs> like he, he's clearly leading. So it's an offense. I had to find it. Uh, that's a nine. So he's a kid. He's like a kid. He's, he's, a kid, he's clearly the leader of this group. But he's like, directing them to attack us. Yeah, so I have head, to take him seriously. The head kid. Uh, I thought you John with giant gun barrel. Sorry, next to you. A gunslinger in this campaign is hilarious. <laughs> John, actually, I haven't you know, had to pull the trigger yet. Listen, kid, goes him off, and I won't, he's gonna step all the way around behind him as he's walking past. He's not making any signs of aggression. Just calls off, calls off the hordes, and so moving in here, this room is gonna be difficult terrain to you as you're moving through the horde. Yeah. There's not like a horde. There's like a half dozen orphans yeah. in here, and they're not like they can't stop you really. They're Anywhere from like eight to fourteen, um, so you could definitely push through them. Yeah, but they're not like they're not committed yet. They're kind of very on the fence. As, as I'm walking, no one gets hurt. We all walk away. And I'm just gonna go ahead and just trip him. <laughs> the uh, head kid. Point. Uh, yeah, the head kid. <laughs> trip him. Please crit this so he gets a bloody nose. Um, <laughs> it's an athletics, right? Oh, uh, yep. athletics under reflex. Yep. Um, so 19. That's exactly his DC. He's going to fall down. You uh, walk behind him, and he goes to pretty deftly dodge you, but you, you're you firm, and you push this head <laughs> child. You just suck him This is how you assert dominance. We're just bullying. <laughs> and just look down on him. Listen. And I just gesture to the room over there. As, as he's just laying down, face up, I gesture to the room. Like, we really don't want to hurt any of you. We just want them. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and... Ate another for a diplomacy check to try to get him out. Okay. To try to get him to surrender. Okay. The kid on the ground is going to stand up. <laughs> like, you're, gonna, you're a fighter, right? I'm a you fighter. Gotta, I have an attack of opportunity, but I'm going to let him stand back up. He's going to stand back up and turn around at you. I don't want to do like this. A wild snarl on his face and grab at his cougar and just stab it. Oh, you. he doesn't want to do this. He's, he's doing it. I'm bigger than you. You made me. Yeah. I'm so much bigger kid. than you. Let's not go to the tray. He's gonna get a 21. He hits. He's gonna stab you. And uh, as he pulls out this, I guess it's the slashing on a kooky. As mm -hmm. he pulls this out and just kind of hacks this just... knife at you, it's gonna do seven points of damage. Whoa. Like he gets a pretty good swing at it. He is, uh, clearly as he makes his attack, all of you can see this kid is pretty well practiced with this fat headed knife here. And uh, <clears throat> as he lands this, draws blood, still seeing the gun behind him. He just kind of points back to the gun and calls out to the rest of the kids. You see? They're nothing! Take them down! And in the background, just five, four. <laughs> <laughs> Darren? Um, Darren's just gonna gonna look at John, lose a chunk of his arm to this. John, you gotta take this operation more seriously. Um, push himself into the room and then just and you're no kid, and just shove him backwards. Okay, towards the trough. Towards the trough <laughs> full of rotten fish. <laughs> Wait, this is not a kid? He's a gnome. Oh. 
Oh, I wish I had a hero point. It's a 10. Uh, 10 is going to fail. And you shove it. You see, you can give it his stature. He okay, almost definitely avoid this, this trip. Darren's much larger and goes to shove him, and he kind of plants himself and pivots off of that. And he kind of, yeah, he does. He looks like he knows what he's doing in a fight, at least. <sighs> All right. Uh, move, shove, one action left. Uh, and he'll whip his, guard, his uh, knife up into a guard. Okay. I'm, I gotta take him seriously. I was gonna try to throw him into the barrel fish, but I think I have to take him seriously. Arden. Arden is more worried about the children uh, getting involved in something that they really shouldn't be involved in. Uh, so I'm gonna take a, a move to try to get beside John so that the children are all in front of me. Okay, John's like in the back of the room. Yeah, I mean, the doorway would be the children all in front of you because they're kind okay. of like gathering around John and Darren now. Okay. Um, they look like they're starting, like they're moving around as this becomes like a real fight and they see this gnome fighting. Like they are, they are getting ready to start poking at him. Uh, he will, uh, once again, uh, gather up his magic. Digenis Sedimentus! Uh, and that's Gust of Wind. Um, you blow the kids over? Uh, and no, it means they, if they, they all need to make, uh, fortitude saves. Oh, this is the shove one, right? No, this means that they cannot move toward us at all. Oh, they can't come to the door? Okay. Um, 20. Oh my God. Okay. Collective power of children. <laughs> the the strength is in numbers. They're low to the ground. <laughs> the wind blows Un over them. They're all quite thin. Like, they don't catch a lot of air. <laughs> One of them jumps and... It's <laughs> actually having okay. fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anytime they uh, try to move toward it again, they they have to uh, attempt to save again. Okay, but if, they don't immediately get blown no, away. No, they do not. Darren, Dan Bennett 360, wish granted. Oh, thank There's you. It's a card of power, my friend. I haven't got a chance to use any of mine yet. Warding sign. Hmm. Interesting. Can you use it? Yeah, I, I, okay. I can use it. Um, that sounded very magical for a second. That brings us to Floblin. Right. Children, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and... Listen, I'm trying to save the orphans, not uh, burn them. Uh, this is the one he's going to help. Yes. Uh, I'm going to step diagonally uh, towards uh, Arun here, and then I'm going to look at the clearly a gnome, not the child. I'm pointing out now so you can see it. <laughs> yes. Uh Dakan! Produce fire. Give me an attack so, roll. Are we... Setting the gnome on fire. Boosh. Uh, that was not a great roll, but uh, with my spell attack, that's a 12. 12? You, you throw his fireball there? I mean, here's his incantation and turns it. Flabbling? He knows where this is going. And the fireball. Well, uh, uh, as as it's whipped past this end, like, oh, never thought you'd see me again. Now, <laughs> oh, good. Get the goblin. Um. Are the children going to go through the gust of wind for the, the goblin? The children are going to make an attempt. They're going to make an additional fortitude save. They're going to get a 12, which is going to probably prevent them from moving against the wind, I guess. Uh, so if they fail, if they try to move into the gust, they must attempt to save on entering. Uh, if they fail, they are knocked prone. So the uh, children near the door kind of get blown over. So the three of you that are in that front room are okay. Uh, but Darren and John that are in the room, the kids are listening to this gnome now, and you're starting to get some long, pointy things kind of angled your direction. Uh, again, pitchforks, some, like, hose, uh, some little shovels. 
uh, just some long rods, literally looking like broom handles. Mm -hmm. they, everything they just had, they were poking the slurry with. This is just very annoying. Hmm. Well, I don't know how annoying it's going to be. Um, it's going it's to gonna swing for an 11 at John. Nope. And a 13 hmm. at you. So it's like annoying. it's annoying. Yeah, like it is. Literally. It is children yeah. poking at you with implements. Like they are. There are pointy things coming your direction, but you can definitely hold them off. Um, but a couple of them have fallen over by the trough here. Uh, two of them that are by the back. Kind of reach in and start throwing out some of this slurry towards the group of you. Um, so the squares in front of the door, the three squares in front of the door, and the square that Darren is on start getting coated with this gross crap. Um, and I believe Darren's going to need to give me a for, uh, reflex save. Reflex save. Uh, that's a 26. 26 is absolutely going to critically succeed. Uh, <laughs> don't don't splash things on me, no. Well, oh. as it starts oh, no. to come out, this like fish oil mixed slop with seaweed is quite slick. Uh, but you are a trained sable company, Marine. You are not going to lose your footing in this. Uh, and that is the children. And it might prevent heart disease. You know, I Man. think there might be a fancy card sitting there on the desk there. There is a fancy card coming in Floblin. Oh! Marie 21 there you go. Thank you, Corimarie. And uh, this card is called... Wow, this is very appropriate. Healing Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting a good spread. Breath. Three, two, one. Last chance, kids. Diplomacy with your aid and other. Can I use my reaction on that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Diplomacy hmm. check, John. 19 on the die for a total of 27. Uh, it's going to succeed. You get plus one. I did. It's a two. No. So it's a total of a three. I'm trying The kids aren't listening year. to me. The kids me. are not listening to you over the fight that is broken out of the room with them. They uh, don't seem to have the fear you would expect. Maybe many of them literally don't even know what it is that you're pointing at them. Puberty. <laughs> so, the one with the actual weapon uh -huh. who has been pointed out is not a kid anymore. Kukri, yeah. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> we made it this far. And this Pulls is, the trigger. This is not a bang. This is like a small cannon going off. It's got a concussive blast. And we are introduced to tinnitus. <laughs> you are. Yeah. So. Probably. That will be a 15. 15. As you pull the trigger, this bullet will just wing the gnome, uh, blasting off some of these like gross rags he's drawn around himself to reveal that he's got like spiked studded leather armor underneath it. Uh, ripping through a bit of it and glancing off, just missing. If you thought I was joking, that's your last chance. And covered reload. Ooh, what's that do? I take cover and reload. Oh, okay, fair enough. If or you... I could hide, but there's no reason many... to hide. Did you take one action to reload your archivist? Yep. All... One action to reload an archivist. Yeah. Two to reload a heavy crossbow. One to reload a literal cannon that you carry around. All yeah. right. Fair. Just a ball. I mean, yeah. it's because it's mathematically not, speaking, the Archibus is just a D8 damage weapon. This is a massive blast that rings through the room here. Yeah, well, I'd imagine just tinnitus. like cycle open you a too. chamber and stuff some stuff. It's like in a there. brief pause in the fight as both of you and the gnome all just kind of reach up to their ears for a second. 
before you go back to fighting? Yeah. John. <sighs> um, I tried. <laughs> I don't hear that. <laughs> no one hears what I said. Um, in a like, it's at least like a twenty foot room here. Honestly, the three that are in the room with a gun probably have tonight is way worse than the three that are in the room. No, because the noise comes out of the barrel. Yeah, you're in a smaller chamber is gonna crowd a lot worse. But that's fair. Steel conducts sound nicely though. Yeah. Going to attempt to trip the gnome again. <laughs> just push, yeah, just push it out of the ground. He gets up, slashing like out, push him down again. Scythe is just coming down, shooting <laughs> for the legs. Um. I don't think a 15 is 15 gonna is do not going to yeah. do it for him. He's pretty um, nimble. He's got a quick kid. hit. Or gnome? He's a, he's a gnome. He's a gnome. Well, why am I he's concerned about this? I'm just going to hit him. Uh, so as you go to swing at him, now kind of a little on edge from this gunshot, he is going to actively nimble dodge your attack here. Ooh. Okay. Um, Inside, still shoot that it is non-lethal. Um, and a minus two. And a minus two, so minus Seven. Believe. I believe in a five on the die. So it's a negative two plus your modifier. Um, plus like nine. Dodged. Yeah. <laughs> That's not gonna. Hit That's not gonna hit. You ready to take this seriously yet? Yes. And it's I'm cheap the size. All right. Ooh. I'm just, I'm over this gnome. The blade comes out, and. Uh, <laughs> Should have thought about that before you came in here. I thought that'd be nice. Our last mistake. And he's going to step around to the uh, west of John here. So over kind of towards the trough. And he circles around, taking a swipe with his kukri as he moves. That's the east. That's the east. You are correct. Is that where you meant him to go? Yes. That's the one next to the trough. For a 12 to hit? No. He, he put himself Literally. right beside the pool. Uh, we could take a swing. Kind of. <laughs> As you lower that down, hand. block it off. He flips the blade off and slashes it back across you, and I'm going to use reverse strike. After you fail an attack, succeed. Ooh. Nice. Hmm. Nice. Very nice. So there are auto. Like, it's auto hits. hit. I'm sure there's auto crits somewhere. I kind of. If don't. you hit, you get a crit. Something I, like that. Maybe that's a good nice run. Maybe, but like I kind of doubt it. Uh, he's gonna catch you for nine points of slashing damage. Um, and he's got two real good hits on John here, and then he's gonna call out again to the children. See. See? It doesn't matter how tall they are. We have the numbers. Drag them down. He's the only one who's done anything. They just poked me with sticks. They poked at you. I wish it would stop. And he is going to uh, drag them down, or I'll send you to lamb. And uh, just call out and intimidate the children here. And they are going to uh, continue just kind of warbling your direction. Darren. Uh, okay, uh, so Darren is going to, uh, John, take a step back before you bleed all over the floor. I think I'm already doing that. Uh, he's going to, uh, stride up and, again, just lean in and just boot this gnome back uh, away <laughs> from, trough. away from John. Right, just going to put him right into the trough if this works out. Give me that legs check. Das Boot. Das, das Boot, indeed. 23. 23, John. Take a card here. I bleed out gold. What is it? Surge of speed. 
You move faster. 23 will critically succeed. Nice. And uh, his fort is not good. You will boot this gnome and he will topple over into the fish slurry, flipping completely head over heels of the edge of the trough, landing so prone Punt. in the water. <laughs> and he's small enough to kind of be a little bit below the level of the general slop and disgust. Are you going to follow with that? Yeah, I'm going to follow with that. You have one action left. Uh, one action left is going to be to... I'll send you to limp! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I'm just so bad at talking. Uh, I, I'm not even trained and I tried. <laughs> I succeeded at the Intimidate. I mean, we got a dog for Fair a short enough. time. Um, and, uh, you know, he'll just... Yeah, why not? Just uh, a stab down with the... Um, with the, the, the mango in his hand and just say, and stay in there and just shove him further <laughs> in. See Brian feels an open wound. Actually. <laughs> Probably great, yeah. Yeah, that's only uh, it's an 11. 11's, uh, you're not going to hit him while he's down there in the slurry. It's not, it's dark sludge. You know, the room is lit by torchlight. It's almost kind of even hard to see where his flailing body actually is as you kind of thrust down at him. Arden. Uh, the gust of wind will die down. Okay. Because uh, it ends on my turn. Uh, and he will look at the children and he will let his desperation and sadness come into his eyes. We're only here to find my nephew, Colin. Please tell me where he is. We're not gonna hurt you. You can just leave. And that's diplomacy. Uh, that is going to be a three. We went from a very high charisma party to a very this. low yeah, charisma <laughs> I, I, I rolled I a three. I don't think it was going to do anything. Um, you talk uh, out them. And they... it will essentially come out as, Colin, just, I mean, the, the just go! The ones nearest the door are on the ground and covering their ears from the gunshot and definitely don't hear you. And the ones further in the room are... Be hearing <laughs> as this gnome is just bubbling in the fishing He's trough. He's trying to drink here, his way out. They're all fighting. <laughs> it falls on almost literally deaf ears. Uh, oh gosh, just just get down, he'll say. Uh, and uh, he'll turn away and start. Uh, making his way back to kind of keep the kids from getting near the fight so that they have to come through him directly to go anywhere near where the fight is happening. What? what? Like, back up into the room a little so I can try to keep the kids off of them, too, if I okay, can. Okay, back up and into the room are two mutually exclusive and opposite things. I can't tell where into, I am. You this are is the, in the door. You want to go into the room? Yes, I want to go into the and room. Forward, okay. Make me a reflex save. That is slippery floor. Um... I have an ability called Steady Ground. Okay. That is going to be a... It's a 13. 13 is going to fail. Okay. So as you walk in into the room, mm -hmm. you Looney Tunes, feet kick nice. out, slip, and fall completely prone in the doorway. <sighs> um... That's even better. Just get up. On the ground with the orphans. Get up. This is the level one-est encounter I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. There's always a new one every campaign, but a level one-est encounter ever. 
Hey, uh, I took two oh really good hits. Well, I'm gonna That's walk on up over to right next to John here. Make a reflex save. Slippery floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully for me, Hope my reflex like is not that bad. Hope you like the taste Actually, of it's the best thing I have. That is going to be a 19 altogether. Oh, you're good. Uh, you keep your, your footing. You're maybe small enough. Your center of gravity is pretty low. You just kind of slide over of Arden as he's standing, <laughs> as he's standing up yep. into the room up next to John. And then um, as for my hero card, it doesn't specify if it uses an action or not. It just says play during your turn. I don't think the ones that are do a thing, I don't think they're actions. I think they just go oh, off. In that case, I uh, go up to John and I'm like... Now, I know you don't trust me quite yet, but the bike blesses you. And I'm going to use ow. healing prayer. Ow, ow, ow. So, like, you see a white flame, like, ignite in, on, you know, Bloodwind's hand, and I cauterize and heal and seal up the wound. I wish you wouldn't touch the wound with your hands, even if they are on fire. So, he gets a D8 plus 8, according to this card. Oh, this is a two-action heal with zero action. Nice. Rocket. So, you're going to get uh, 3 plus 8, so that's going to be 11 health back. This is a pretty good power card. Well, and that okay. was for free. I take and I still... Now that we have used it, do we want to read it out loud so everyone knows what it is? I, I mean, I just explained it. what it did. You don't even know does, the rest like, of does, it. does it scale or anything? It does scale. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep the mystery in the deck as sorry. long as possible. <laughs> All right. So, and then that's my free action. Yeah, that's not an action. So you have two actions left. Yeah. Um, as for my last action, um, I'm... A, I'm down with the, you know, getting rid of the gnome. So I'm going to try something a little bit different. You see his eye, his one eye light up a little bit brighter and you see the flame on his hair intensify and you see like flames start to gather into his mouth and he's going to cast his focus spell as a flame oracle, fire ray. Dakan cool. Okay. So is that a hit or is it a I mean it's an attack roll. Okay. It is an attack roll. So he gets knocked over the fish flurry. <laughs> there it's a little down and just a fire laser just shoots uh, into it. That is going to be uh, math. I can't math today, apparently. 24. I would definitely say he can't see that. It's a nimble dodge. Uh, 24 is going to critically hit. Uh, he's well, well, in the slurry. This, so this is what's going to happen. He's going to take 2d6 fire damage, and he's going to take uh, he's going to take double that, and then, you know, 1d6... Um, Persistent? Or 1d4, I'm sorry. 1d4 persistent fire damage, sorry. Cooking so, the slurry. So that's mm. 5 times 2 is 10. And he's on fire. 10 and he just, he said he burst in the flames. Oh, I'm sorry. And I also have the racial ability of uh, burn up, where basically he takes an extra 1 point of fire damage on persistence. Okay, <laughs> d4 plus 1 persistent damage. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so he is... And the room is starting to fill with smoke a little bit after flailing and burning, and you see him start to. Uh, you see the gnome he goes. You know we've passed stop and drop, so he just goes directly to roll. Um, mm -hmm. Just flopping around like a turbine, his feet kicking out in this slurry here, trying to put out the fire. The <laughs> natural one. Why don't you just roll me the d4 plus one fire damage right now? <laughs> That is going to be three altogether. He's just going to somehow make it worse. <laughs> spreads it around there and takes all this fire. And then he's going to jump up um, and try to like crawl and scramble like a sad little wet puppy out of the trough here. 
towards the uh, northeastern door of the room, just kind of scrabbling up towards it. Uh, literally just dropping his kukri on the ground behind him as he scrambles towards the door. <coughs> Get him! <coughs> down, let's, let's. Uh, He's just smoldering and sopping wet and reaching for this door handle here, still yelling at the orphans. Hilariously and effectively at this point as he just looks embarrassing, honestly. Ref. We've been raided! Oh, we have. Oh, wow, hey. Yeah. Yeah. An extremely you. level one encounter. Ref, go ahead. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of sad looking at this point. He's still on fire. <laughs> Let me go put him out. And I'm going to roll a reflex save to cross the briny mm -hmm. goop. Uh, 15 on the die, I'm sure. That You're I'm fine. fine, yeah. And uh, I will go over to him. I'm gonna butt stroke him. <laughs> just walk up and whack. Yeah, just walk up and whack. He's gonna nimble dodge as you come up to swing. The gun scares him now. He's gonna nimble dodge and try to duck out of the way of that. Well, he's gonna dodge it. Uh, as I go to take that swing, I completely whiff. That's a three on the die. Now you again just kind of slam at the door for him here as he ducks underneath it. I'm just it. gonna look at him and just sit still, and I won't have to shoot you. He's gonna raise his hand. I'd look over the trough and realize he dropped his kukri. I'd look back at you. And I'm going to take a swing at him. I'm going to make it a fist. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do that and I'm just going to... Pop! <laughs> well, uh, it went down by one with the penalty. Well, his AC went down by two. But you're still definitely I rolled not. a three yeah, and that's a two. Mm. Like, just sit still. <laughs> Sean. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is what I get for trying to be nice. <laughs> you're hitting him with your guy. I guess you're hitting him instead of just shooting him in the face. That's fair. He is on fire. Um, I tried to knock him out and throw him back in the brine so it'd go off. <laughs> John. Um, John is going to make his way around, step into the trough. Yeah. Oh, very gross. Oh. This is very gross. I trough. pigs. This is nothing. Yeah, fair enough. And oddly enough, the inside of the trough isn't as much of a problem like slickness as the wet floorboards because the inside the metal trough and like the amount of just, like gristle and meat that's in there gives you a little more purchase it's a little chunkier too Kid, thick to be slimy whatever you are just shut up for five seconds your voice is very annoying i'm gonna trip him again i just get him on the ground wasn't he crawling or no he got up he, he got, got up. up he got up yeah um for a total of a 20. 20 old person. And then <laughs> knock him back just down in the corner. Child, please. <laughs> please stay still. Um, and it's like the dog. As he's again. on the ground, non lethal, but in the sides. It's yeah. like the dog again. He's pitiful. We don't want to hurt him. So. This, this man freaking carved chunks out of him. What he are you talking about? Like 17 days. Short damage. term memory loss, I swear. He didn't do anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minus 7 is 13. 13. Oh, he's on the ground. That's, no, 13 still and. not going to hit him on the ground. He is a pretty nimble guy. Um, and as you kind of gather around, regardless of his appearance, these crappy orphans are going to continue just sort of... Please stop. Like poking at you. All of you are in the room now. So there's just sharp objects like kind of vaguely coming towards all of you as the orphans 
sort of half-heartedly attempts to ward you off of him. Their their heart's clearly not in it. Uh, 22 to hit you, Floblin. <laughs> they don't like him. Slow to the ground. Uh, that is a He's hit, at their level. They can reach him. 20 to hit John. He hits, he hits me. <clears throat> 17. Miss. You miss. Take off the Shield armor. Block. You can shield block it, sir. You, um, did you raise a shield? I don't recall you raising a shield. Oh, you have to raise shield. Yes. Yep. Sadly. No. Yep. 16 to hit you. Doesn't hit. Ref. 11. No. Everybody who got hit takes three points of piercing give damage. Some, give me some love here, Floblin. They both got hit. Hell yeah. Yeah. You two take three points of piercing damage. And uh, they throw more of this trough water out around the group of you as you approach here. And I need Reth and Darren to make reflex saves. Stare at them. Please stop. Making a mess. 27. Wow, okay. You not doesn't care. Reth? I got non-skid shoes on. For my fast oh, 16. That's, that's the guy. 16, you're good too. Oh, Barely oh, being good. All right, Darren. Can't really get to him. I don't want to step in the trough. My I have a crossbow. Has he passed out from his burning yet? No, he's very still on fire. Pick him up. Put him in brine. Can't reach. And you see he's smoldering and still trying to like kind of freaking out on the ground, trying to pat himself out. I'm not so like anything. Flailing. All right, so. I'll cut you! You already did. Twice. Right here and right here. All right, so. <laughs> can I throw my main gauche at him? At all? Sure. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, hunt prey, just peg it at his fat. <laughs> Improvised weapon, if, yeah. All right. The 16 on the die plus dexterity, 19. 19 will hit. Woo! Um, uh, what's the what is this thing you're throwing? Um, it's it's my pairing dagger. Unenlightened savage. D4 dagger. plus strength mod. Cool. And uh, precision. Is that what it does normally? Huh? Is that D4. what? D3 yeah. then probably because you're just like throwing it improvised. But you got your precision damage. That's, That's like what I'm going for here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, three from the damage plus three is six plus strength is nine, nine non-lethal. Ow. Smash. You just throw it like at his head? Yeah. As you scream out of the guard, just... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just knocks him out of the floor. Still smoldering <laughs> on the um, Still on fire. I can't reach him. I did my best. But he is, uh, is unconscious. Um... There, he stopped moving. You can stop now. The orphans all kind of like back off. I'll Why don't you a, all wait outside? I'll take a blanket and try to put him out. <laughs> wait, I put all that effort to put him on fire, and you do that. The goop, you gotta roll a reflex. <laughs> pick him up and throw him Fine. in the goop. No, the goop goes away after a round. The goop's not oh, the corner okay. of the trough. But as Arden comes out to try to put him out, the orphans kind of back off, and uh, sort of huddle in the western end of the room, away from the group of you. Still holding their pitchforks, some of them kind of warily your direction, some of them just like up and close. Oh, Not really God. sure what exactly to do. I spent my copper on some treats for later. I am going to offer it to the orphans. It's not a lot, but this is, this is I have. You guys did a very good job there following orders. Just don't stab me anymore. It hurts a lot. 
Oh, speak. Make me a diplomacy check. Maybe a plus two for the candy. I mean, candy. That's a 15 on the die. 15, so that's a total of a 21. If you were, if you said 17, I was going to be upset with you. Um, plus 15 on the die, plus two for the candy, it's a 17. <laughs> a 21. Just, I'm down. Kind of look. And this uh, girl up at the front, who looks like she's maybe 10, and has... Like the uh, just straight up, it's a broken broom handle, which is kind of a pointy wooden end. It looks up. You're not Gadrin's friends, obviously. Who are you? you my name just... is my name is John, John Tilla. Gadrin is no friend of mine. He's no friend of yours either, by appearances. You can just call us concerned citizens who wanted to come and uh, talk to the nice man. What is your name? My brain just said Miravel to be an asshole. Oof! That hit me in the feels! That's a very nice name. You're very strong. But listen, this is no place for you folk. For you kids. No places for oh. us. I don't think Adrian's the best place for you at all. That, that That's not... It's not true. If if you're willing to, to learn and to uh, to to be good to the to the earth, I, I have a place you can go. Good to the like the dirt? To the rocks. Uh, I Is she or is he crazy? A little bit, yes. I think so. I mean just a little bit. He seems nice though. I'm here looking for my nephew. Colin, but you hear a voice call up through the troughs. What the hell are you doing up there, Hookshanks? Uh, like a rough, gravelly voice that seems to be calling through these troughs from the eastern side, a little down below. Oh, um, Darren will pick up a hoe and start pushing sludge down the thing. Kids, get behind us. You can't beat all of them at once, or no one's pushing the slurry down. Did you shut that dog up yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I deception check. <laughs> All right. It's a twelve. <laughs> you shut up, you damn kids! You speak when you're spoken to. But you just spoke. You just spoke to us. Thought I was. That's trying to be the gnome. I uh. <laughs> hold on. Hold. You just. Uh. Slurry, Here. slurry, slurry. Come on, come on. Buy it, you idiot. Buy it. I'm going to go down pretending to be one of the kids. Oh. Oh, God. No. I don't like the amount of laughing. <laughs> Why don't you come up here and make me? Are you serious? No, no. Welcome. 18. So that's a 19 <laughs> to pretend I'm a kid yelling at him. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's his voice cuts into weird, really like high-pitched giggling. Oh, you've done what, it now, Raph. I wonder what this could possibly be. Um, I'm getting out my crossbow. I'm loading it. <laughs> oh, you've done it now, Raph. Loads gun. Shame. <laughs> 
Do me a favor. I and would do, do that too, but mine's already here. loaded. Get, get out of here, kids. Um, when we I, come back next week, well, we see what's in the east side of the fishery. Here. Is it a hyena? There's a sort of something like that. Maybe I'm gonna make maybe, it a porcupine. Maybe something <laughs> akin to it, perhaps. Oh but yeah! It's a dingo. Well, we've got. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all the kids are here. Got this address. Uh, Basileus told us about. It does seem to be Gadrin's uh, operations here. Boomer I haven't seen any sign of Gadrin himself oh. yet. I literally didn't give you Hookshank's token that entire time. And I, it's so small, no one would have even I, noticed. I, I thought about. It. You know what? He's it was too busy being on the like ground. Six seconds. Fireplace. And then it level one all over the place. Oh yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, with those rolls, it doesn't matter what level you are. This. Is the beginning of the curse of the Crimson Throne. There is much oh, yes. more uh, clearly that fate has in store for us. There's much more just in this very fishery. If you want to see more of that, come back next week. Next Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. And hopefully every Saturday after that until we're through. Yeah, his hair gets bigger every week as the fire grows. <laughs> We're going to be on our show <laughs> Super here, five. same time, same place. This isn't, a full, this isn't the full story. This is just the hook. Good night, everybody. Good night. Enjoy your weekends. Hope Make you good choices. Good Thanks for being here. Check at 2Perception on Twitter for the giveaway of this mighty Norse foundry Boulder. You will not actually require a Twitter account to enter. There'll be a bunch of ways you can get your hands on this giant rock. God, it's shiny. Is that the thing that he loads into his gun? Pretty much. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Let the D8 points stand. It's really pretty. <laughs>